Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming up on episode 27 of Nosebleed Seats, the Zeke Elliott suspension has been handed down. We give our thoughts and preview the AFC and NFC West and talk a little bit of college football. We get weird with Wolchuk. We give you our biggest L and biggest dub. And as always, we wrap with some McGregor Mayweather UFC talk and movies. So stick around and enjoy the show everyone can afford to listen to. The Nosebleed Seats. It's about that time for some Nosebleed Seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 27. The Big 2-7. Shout out to Larry Johnson, Kansas City Chiefs. LJ. Touchdown machine. Yeah, he was. He was a stud. And shout out to my boy Daniel Wilson, a.k.a. 27. He wore number 27 for Larry Johnson as a running back in middle school. Gene Pike Hall of Fame. Shout out to 27. Let's roll. We love you. Yes, Thank I you do for being love a you. fan. Yeah, and he's a Chiefs fan, so oh. it's a big day for all you 27s out there. Big day. Huge. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We're ready. I mean, we are we are in the studios all together again. Feels good. It just feels like home. I will say, we walked in today. My tits were humming because it was cold in this room. It was chilly. Yeah, it was chilly when we walked in. It's usually musty. We talk about it, especially by the end of the show. I don't know what it is with the testosterone that we release in here throughout the show. We put so much passion Mm, into it. So much. It gets musty in here, but we walked in today. It's ice cold. Ice cold. But I got to say, I've warmed up at this point. I'm like ready to rock. Now, my my blood is boiling. We did the pregame stretches. It might help. It's not only men in here tonight. That is true. We do have a lucky lady got a lucky guest. Miss Marion is her name. Marion. It's my baby girl. She's she's in the studio. She wanted to come see how daddy uh, daddy works, and she was like, "Let's make it let's make it happen. Let's make it official." All I right. See you at work. What do you right. what do you think so far? She's she's really really shy. She's, she's not going to want to talk at all. Phenomenal is, is what I'm getting from phenomenal. Her right is that now. what you got? She's phenomenal. All right, we're starting off on a high yeah. note. No, no, no. She's not Trying coming to, to the, mic. No, the mic. No, she's not coming to the mic. No, we're hesitant. She's there. just going to sit here. That's fine. And enjoy it. That's okay. That's all right. No, it's fine. We're just going to put on a show. Exactly. This is good preparation for when we're actually live in a couple weeks in Vegas. Oh, yeah. That's a good point for, oh. for uh, Mayweather and oh. fight. 826 can't come fast enough. We'll have that coming up a little bit later in the show. But, uh, gentlemen, there was some breaking news that went down. We talked about it a little bit last week. We've talked about it the last few episodes of the show. The looming potential suspension. Of one. Not potential no more. Zeke Elliott. So what it is time now for Nosebleed Seats podcast, Zeke Talk. Uh-oh. The suspension's been handed down. Yeah, and how did you react the moment you heard it? What happened to you? Because I imagine there were just butthurt alerts going everywhere. Oh, yeah. Big All over time. the place? Did you cry? Well, didn't I say on the show? Or was it sadness? I th- oh, it was. A combination? It was shock. Shock. It was okay. shock. Definitely. The night before bedtime, the night before this got 
official official. You're thinking two games. I'm seeing on Twitter possible eight games. Reports Ew. are it's coming out tomorrow, and it's looking like six games. And you didn't my get jaw much sleep dropped. that night, did you? I couldn't sleep at all. Don't blame you. In fact, I think I, I stayed the night at the girlfriend's. Well, what did she you? She said I was talking in my sleep. I think I was trying to persuade Goodell. Did you? No. Did you at least wear your Zeke jammies? I for don't. Good luck. I, I haven't. They haven't come in yet, man. Oh, really? I think they got lost in the mail. Back order, huh? Or someone stole them. Everybody's trying to get those things right now. They're a hot commodity. They are. And I was ready. I would have been in my PGA. Well, this, this is kind of your fault because you should have been wearing your lucky Zeke jammies. It's on me. I'm blaming well, you. Well, I got Twitter freaking. I don't think Zeke would be too happy the, with you right now if he knew. Do you? No, he'd be upset. Rightfully Beat so. his ass. That's exactly what he so would So I do. was in shock based on what I saw on Twitter. I was nervous. Then the next morning, sure enough. It happened? Six games. Oh, gut punch. Six games. I mean, that's And so bad. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what the heck? Because honest to God, guys, I had put this whole domestic violence stuff in the rear view because the charges were dropped. I imagine you getting this news like that SpongeBob time warp meme that you see where everything's just like going crazy in the background. He's just frozen there like he doesn't know what's going on. I feel like that was you when you got the news. It's probably accurate. And obviously pooping your pants. <laughs> Every morning. Man. Especially this morning. Really? What'd you eat last night? Uncontrollable. I didn't eat the night before. I was too sick to my stomach. Well, you must not have been eating for days because six games gets lays down, and now it's like, what's what are you going to do? Trouble? I'm trying to Darren figure McFadden out. Darren McFadden time? Ronnie Hillman season? Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys, that's a that's like a bottom five backfield for the first six weeks, that's huh? What you've got to do now is totally, as a fan, well, I'm thinking, how the heck can he avoid this? Yeah, that's, that's all what you're thinking First about. and foremost, I'm like, okay, so it's appeal. Not, it's not the well-being of the female. coming out. And then you've got, and I'm also just wondering, how in the world did the NFL do this? Where in the world did this come from? Because six games is for domestic violence. And I've been waiting to see Josh Brown get suspended for six games for domestic violence. Good point. I've been waiting to see Ray Rice get suspended for six games for, for domestic violence. I'm pretty sure he got the whole season. and He, he got two games. Video football. comes out. Uh-oh. Now we got the whole season. Well, now we got banishment from the league. So my initial thoughts are, well, what the heck's going on? What's the evidence the NFL knows? I've still never seen these images. I want to see the images. Because I know... Actually, seeing it should not change your opinion. But I have it does, and I haven't really heard or seen or known about any constructive hard evidence. Like what was the damage done? What was done? So TMZ, the night of, they post the images. I quote re retweet. Here are the images because I think I had even tweeted the night before. I want to see these images. Now it's on me. I could have probably dug a little harder and put in a little searchy searchy, but I was waiting. I knew eventually they're going to come out. Well, now all of a sudden, apparently I'm condemning Zeke Elliott. I'm a Zeke hater. That was because the Twitter I'm, firestorm I'm that you received. I'm spreading this misinformation of the images. Well, what is the misinformation? Is it that, well, that those let's photos... Talk about it, Eric! Like, I don't know, because it, the, TMZ tweets it out as as though they're the the evidence that everyone used to determine what happened, where right, she's got exactly. bruises on her and stuff. So, thank God, in a way, that this happened to me. Because, one... For people that know me, if you listen to the show, if you go back and you look at my Twitter, I'm a cowboy through and through, baby. Oh my I gosh. love Z. I'm a Cowboys homer till I die. Silver and blue bleed at 365, 24-7. There's nothing I love more on this planet than the Cowboys. It's borderline creepy. It is. It's weird. It's a sickness. It's a disease, but I embrace it. Yes, you do. So, no, I support Zeke through and through. What I don't support is domestic violence of any kind, nor do any of us. Not anymore. So, if, if, the big if... 
I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. If Zeke didn't do this, right? Of course not. Cool. Six games. Give it to him. But Oh, if he did it? If he did it. Yeah. If. The question is if. So now I'm finding all this information. These photos were taken after a fight, after a physical altercation that this lady had, Tiffany Thompson, I believe is her name, with another female. Now, the NFL, in their statement, said they've reviewed the information, they've seen the images, and from witnesses that saw that fight happen, neither woman landed a punch. There was just a lot of hair pulling going on. So they didn't believe that the images of the pictures that were taken could have, be caused, could have been caused from that altercation. Was Zeke involved? Zeke might have been there. But they no, don't know? He didn't. He wasn't in. No, this was this fight was between her and another girl. Oh. Zeke was probably and, there. And that's where the pictures come from? That's where a lot of people on Twitter were saying that's what caused the because bruising everybody from the photos. Because everybody was attacking you on Twitter after you retweeted these photos saying these are not the, the right photos that were actually being used. So then it's like there was just a bunch of confusion. So no, I don't know. Those are the photos that I've seen because I went back and looked at some more. Those are the right photos. They were, from what I was understanding, people were trying to say those photo, these bruises were not from Zeke. This wasn't from Zeke doing any of that. So the NFL, did the NFL use that in their ruling? The NFL did. They did use it in their ruling. But like I said, they hired somebody to come in, a professional. I think that, didn't they hire like four, like well, they, four they, outside dudes? They had like four that? outside guys. Their names were Pete Harvey who's the attorney general from the state of New Jersey, Ken Houston, who played 14 seasons in the NFL as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Tanya Lovelace, chief executive officer of the Woman of Color Network. Wow, so they did have a female They there. did. Okay. And Mary Jo White, who is former United States attorney and former chair of the Secretaries of Exchange Commission. So these four individuals... They sound qualified. Were, yeah, they do, they do. They were... The ones that heard all this, they got the information together over this like 13-month span, whatever it was, and they met with Roger Goodell one-on-one -on -one individually, according to Pete Harvey from an article that I've read, one-on-one -on -one with Goodell. They were in no way influencing his decision. They just shared with them their opinions on what they found through this investigation, and this suspension, the decision, and the letter to Zeke was written and made by Roger Goodell, solely by himself. This is a Goodell thing. But with their with their counsel. With their counsel. They presented their arguments, and then they leave it up to Roger to decide for himself sure. after he meets with all four and of them. And just breaking down a lengthy Q&A that was done with Pete Harvey, basically their assessment was from all the, all the information that they gathered, they thought it was more likely than not that Zeke did physically harm this woman. Okay. Well, see, so when you're, when you're presented with that, how can you not— if, if you feel like that, then you're probably going to say, okay, we got to suspend this guy. Now, six games is quite a bit, but if you feel like he probably did it, it's hard not to make but a you rash don't know. decision. No, but you don't know. And now, the, the proof, problem, the main problem I have is that the NFL, why is the NFL doing this in the first why place? Why are they in this? It's like, like, like we this were talking about. This was a case that was closed. There yes. was no convictions. And the reason being is for all of these he said, she said inaccuracies that I'm about to throw out there. There are text messages, and the NFL acknowledged that they found these text messages in the investigation in which there was a false statement given and this individual went ahead and texted other people and asked her to lie for her that Zeke pulled her out of a car. There's just a lot of... There's a lot of inconsistencies. Yes. There's also quotes 
from her to Zeke, saying that she is going to ruin his career. Uh, another quote that basically spoke on, she is a white female, African American male. Who are they going to believe? Another situation where Zeke apparently, which came out today, filed a harassment or restraining order. I'm probably not getting the terminology correct there, but basically she had sent him over 50 text messages in a day. He went to the police and said, this girl's crazy and blowing up my phone, whatever that may be. The week before, th this sounded like a toxic relationship that none of us will truly know what the hell happened. The bottom line is there's no hard, conclusive evidence that says Ezekiel Elliott committed an act of domestic violence against this female. Innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. Well, that's the court of law, but that ain't the court of the NFL. It's not. The court of the NFL is guilty until proven innocent. But the court of the NFL has, now it is, yes. has completely butchered all of these domestic violence cases. And that's why I don't know why they keep going back into them. I don't know why they're they're taking they the hard desperate. way out they by are. going into but these. But they just seem so desperate to save face with the public for whatever reason that they finally handled this one correctly. If you got a player that's accused or convicted or committed domestic violence, what it should be for a first-time offender is a six-game suspension, and if it happens again, potentially a lifetime ban. Got it. Cool. This Zeke Elliott situation, which you've got to look at separately, and I know it's easy to say, well, Josh Brown got one game. Well, they screwed up the Ray Rice thing, and they have, and I get that, and I do think the NFL took all that into account and said, we got to get this one right. It's like, are they overcompensating They are now? overcompensating, Chi. I'm so happy that you said that. That's exactly what they're doing. That's what I'm here they for, They are man. coming out, and they are saying, all right, here is our biggest team, the Dallas Cowboys. Here is arguably the biggest star on that team. We've got a case here. He's doing other stuff that we're not going to say. Yeah, they said they looked at the St. Patrick's Day incident in this as well, but they didn't take into account in regarding to this suspension at all that bar incident where he might have punched a DJ in the face, right? Sure. That wasn't involved in this. So you're doing all this other stuff. We think you might have committed domestic violence here, even though you weren't arrested, you weren't convicted, weren't proven of anything, charges were dropped. It's reminiscent of the Brady thing from, from last year, for from a couple years ago, where he gets suspended and there's no real hard evidence to know fully that he did it, but he wasn't super cooperative with the NFL. He destroyed evidence. And from what I've heard is Zeke and his people were not very forthright with the NFL and cooperative with their investigation. Okay, now, that's fine. Now he has every right Neither to be Neither was sure. Roger Goodell, does it sound like. Roger Goodell wasn't even there when they met with Zeke and when they met with this woman. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why, even if you're not going to gain anything from it, I don't know what, what you would get from it, but just to, to save face, when you talk about how the NFL seems to be all about saving face right now and just laying down suspensions for anyone who might be in trouble for anything just to cover themselves. Mrs. Thompson. Goodell should be going Mrs. to Thompson these meetings. If, no, not he should for be the there. Of if you're the one that's going to be the all everything, I am the dictator, I am God here in the NFL, all right, with, with for lack of a better word. Well, he's almost not saying that because he's he's getting the four counseled people. He's yeah, not even going sure, to these things. Great. He's taking their opinion. But if opinion, you're the one that's going to make, to make the decision at the end of the day, you got to be there and I hear agree. it firsthand. 100%. Just Come go, on. The only things you have to do is go there and stay awake. You don't have to pay you attention. Gotta you don't have there. to do anything. Just be awake and in well, the room. Well, you're telling me you're the one that's going to make these decisions. You're not going to ask a question? Yes. No, I'm with you. 100%. There's nothing that you're uncertain about that maybe you want to know about? That's ridiculous, and that's irresponsible. I agree. If that's the case. By the commissioner of the National Football League. It's ridiculous, man. And that's the thing. I don't know. You don't know. We've got Zeke defenders running rampant out there, and that's fine with me. Defend Zeke, because at the end of the day, I hope that this goes away and he can play football. <laughs> Selfishly? Yes, of course. As a fan, yes, of course. Yes. But at the end of the day, 
if he did that, sure, I agree. That's the way the NFL should handle all of these situations is a six-game suspension if you're convicted of domestic violence. But this case, just this one by itself, not looking at the other ones, this Ezekiel Elliott case, he was not convicted. There's so much he said, she said. There's not enough hard evidence. You cannot suspend him and label him as a guy who is going to be suspended for domestic violence and essentially will be viewed by others as a woman beater now. It you is, you it, can't do that to somebody. That well, is unjust. No, it is unjust. It's not fair, but that's that's not something that they can totally take into account because that's not really their problem. Their problem okay, is making sure. it's not, sure, but they're doing it. And from their perspective, they think he did enough to warrant that. that. I think they know what's at stake. But they don't know. It's a bunch of smart people that know what's at stake. And they're covering their ass. And they're covering their previous mishaps. That's regarding true. the same kind of area. But, but let me ask right? you. So what we're going to do is slap Zeke here six games. And sure, you're probably going to appeal. Maybe it'll get reduced. I don't know. My reports from what I'm hearing, it doesn't seem like if it gets reduced, it's going to be by much. And it doesn't. No. And, I, and originally I was thinking, okay, maybe this will be like a Brady situation. He appeals this, he goes to courts. We all know that the our, our court systems take forever to do anything. Maybe he can still play, play this as year. long as he's appealing. And maybe, yeah, yeah, we'll see. 2018 season, he's missing the first four weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. But it doesn't affect the Cowboys this year. I don't know. Doesn't look like I that's going to happen. I was listening happen. to Brian Broadus, who works for DallasCowboys.com, is also a part of uh, the flagship Cowboys radio station 105 through the fan here locally in Dallas. And he's saying, ah, man, I, I don't, I think this is going to happen pretty quick. He's pretty, and he's I, pretty I don't in think it's going to get reduced. Yeah, he's in the building 24 7. He's in the know. Mm -hmm. So as a fan, it's yeah. not looking optimistic. But then again, Zeke seems like he's got a lot. And what's also, not to just jump from thoughts here, Zeke seems like he believes he's got enough evidence to support his claim, which it seems like to me it does, but it's all stuff I think that the NFL's heard. But if you're Zeke and you know you're 100% clean and the NFL comes to you saying we're going to investigate you, why aren't you cooperating? What did he not cooperate with, though? I don't know 100%. Because I, just know I don't that know that's that what he they didn't. said. I don't know. Well, that's just what they said. I don't know. Maybe it's bullcrap. Who said sure. that? That's just what the reports. That's what the NFL was saying. That's what. That's part of the reason why, I think he got some of the the suspension he got, or why they were so heavy handed with it. I don't know. It was similar to what Brady. They referenced the Brady thing about yeah. Brady well, wasn't really forthright with the evidence, and so the NFL's like, okay, well, we're gonna kind of punish you for it's that. Ridiculous. So and I understand you don't want them coming into it's your ridiculous. life that way, but if you know you're clean, well, you know we're you're not clean. sure, but we think this is what we. I don't live in thinks, what ifs, maybes. Okay, that's not. That's it's ridiculous. To give somebody that big of a punishment innocent. for something that you can't prove. Innocent until proven guilty. Thank you, Bab. Now, we talked about it on the show. If you take domestic violence out of this, which they should have done in the first place, and just looked at it from, okay, Zeke, here's what you've been doing lately. You cannot show a woman's breast in public. That's a no-no. We cannot have you in the public eye getting in fights at bars, at Ale clubs. Even if it's allegedly, Even if man. it's allegedly, that's a no-no. We think you're violating the league's personal conduct policy. Here's a two-game suspension. You wouldn't. Ha we would be here right now saying maybe this is a positive for Zeke. That, that's what we talked about on the last couple of episodes. Is you know what? A two-game suspension is a little bit of a wake-up call. It's not detrimental. Even if you lose the first two games of the season, it's not the end of the world for the Cowboys. If anything, Zeke's just a little bit fresher later in the season. But six games is more of a okay. Now, now we have to really change things for the first almost half of the season that i mean you you're not the same offense we're talking about that and we're talking about a legal jargon that honestly a lot of us we're not lawyers we don't know about and we're and we're talking about the nfl 
And does Roger Goodell have too much power? And this is bad on the NFL. This looks to, yada, yada, yada. Just what, what, what is the NFL doing? I just wish they what would take they the doing? easy way out and not dip their toes into something that the legal groups have already determined done. When they do it, it's like, why would you even? I just don't understand. Everybody always wants to take the easy way out all the time. Why are they taking the hard way out? Is it just to save face? Because then that's the only thing I can okay, think of. Okay, but then they always try to save face, but then they butcher the process. Because then they always get, we always end up bashing what the NFL did in their process and how they did things every single time. It's like, how do they keep screwing it up? And it's the only league I can't think of issues in the other major sports no. like this. Like, is the NBA Garrett investigating Beck. what's his name, uh, the Grizzlies guy, or I guess now isn't he in for the Clippers? I don't know. Randolph, there was an issue with Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes getting into a physical altercation because Matt Barnes was dating yeah. Derek Fisher's ex-wife. And the NBA never touched it, There was it, did nothing. They? No. Yeah. No. That's a good point. That's a good point. They kind and, of all and no let, one's both, hating on the NBA for that. Both of the other leagues just kind of let the legal system play itself That's out. That's not they their don't really job. They step in. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. That's not their job. I'm with you. And I the, know Rocky, that Gary Bettman, you remember this a couple of years ago and asked about personal conduct and domestic violence he said well our players don't even do that he just gave a big middle finger yeah. to everybody hey it's like what you talked about with your dad if i don't see it if i don't know about it okay you know don't do it in my house don't come to work and bring that stuff to work no question but whatever do what you're gonna do i just don't let it come back on me yep and i understand roger goodell's stance his entire thing's been protect the shield protect the shield that's why he's put in all of this stuff and i hear you man somebody fails a drug test Somebody, you know, gets busted for for certain things. You feel, I think the teams should be the ones that really inflict these punishments. Not Roger Goodell. Yeah, Take but the yourself team, the, out of the way. No, but the team is always going to have a biased opinion. That's true. Always. I do get that. So you, you can't leave it up to the team because then no one's getting They're punished They're doing too much. Ever. It's, I don't know. It's, but I agree they with gotta you. They got to fix it. They got to figure something out. Because I don't think it looks good on Roger Goodell. I don't think it looks good on the, on the league. It's making Zeke look good. And at the end of the day, it affects the Cowboys. And now what are you going to do? Let's say you're out with Zeke for six games. You're relying on Darren McFadden, Alfred Morris, Rod Smith. And that spells trouble. Because I don't think any one of those guys can block. No, they don't bring you. Darren McFadden's not. He can block. Darren McFadden can block. And Darren McFadden's mm. coming off a, a year where he had a 1,400-yard all-purpose season. And he didn't play much the first month of the season. Darren McFadden that was last the job year? done two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. He looks older now. When I watch him play, he is older. He look, he's two years older. And he looks it, though. He looks Maybe. It. He I think Alfred Morris can run the ball fine. I think he, he can looks get production like a from your running game. Are they going to provide what Zeke does? Hell no. Zeke's a top 10 player in this league. Yeah, there is, there's going to be a significant drop off. There so is. Now, there's more onus on Prescott now more and, and on everybody Dak. else. And I think everybody Dak can, can shoulder the load, and we'll talk about that moving forward. That That's the conversation now moving forward. That's how the will the Cowboys? Yes, side. How will the Cowboys be affected, and what will they do to mask Losing Zeke, but hopefully we've got more information in regards to how many games Zeke will miss in that whole appeal deal next week. No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We shift focus from the Zeke suspension and the National Football League to some college football. Yeah! We almost forget about college football a little bit because the NFL just takes up so much and consumes us so much that we almost put college football a little bit to the back burner. But we're bringing them in today. Segment number two. Segment number two. We're showing you some love. College foosball. First time we've talked about it all year. Now, Eric, I know you're not one. I know you love lists, right? You're I a do. list guy. I am a list guy. I'm a power ranker but are for you, sure. You're a ranker, so you like rankings. So what do you think of the AP Top 25 
in college football. I wasn't asking you, Bab. Mic off. <laughs> Bab is coming to the mic. Bab, do you have something important to say? Bull crap. Bull crap. Okay, so Bab thinks it's bull crap. I would have to concur with my boy Bab here. I love lists, but I like pointless lists. Even though I guess, you know what, this is kind of a pointless list. That's why it's a it's a problem. It's just for fodder. We like to talk about it. But at the end of the season, when it's college football playoff time, that list doesn't mean anything. They got a little committee, similar to Roger Goodell. I wonder if they actually show up to the I wonder if they actually do their homework on these things okay, before they so just we pick should the college start football the season four. and just have no rankings. Period. Well, I think why not? Week one, we got Michigan and Florida yes. playing. Neither are ranked. Yes, because what do we really know about any of these teams? It's we all got just projections. Texas and UCLA, nobody ranked. That's fine. All right, we got USC and you got to play for your ranking. Nobody ranked. We're not gonna. We're gonna. Base nobody our knows how good these year. teams are. No one knows who should be good. No one knows who's not good. I Texas. agree. No rankings. So do you agree with me? Hell no! Oh, I never agree with you. Good. Well, why not? Old school, baby. I'm a purist. It must suck being wrong all the I time. I want my rankings. All right, why? I want to know who's number one preseason, who's projected to be the best oh, you team in the country. Okay, so who is? Who's the best team? Alabama. And they're going all the way. I don't 100%. know. We'll find out. Because they should play about it, right? They're going to. And then the college football playoff committee will give their rankings, and that's what really matters. Yeah, so this list here does not. Does not, but we need it because— We need it. Unless you want to have the college football committee give their, rankings, give their rankings from week one. What in life can we think of— I want rankings. Can we, can we think of anything else in one. life that doesn't matter? I need to know matter. who's number 10. doesn't wanna, matter, how, but we need it. It takes away from everything that weekend. It does contribute to the magic. It just adds you to the excitement. Top, we got what top it does. 25 teams playing each other. Because week one, you have two top 25 it, it, teams. It adds to the buildup. It Even adds to the nostalgia. It adds to the energy. It adds because, to the anticipation. Yeah. It is everything, Eric. you got to have rankings. Now I'm getting kind Eric, of excited. I don't know. I don't know. Are you changing my mind? Perfect example of this. For both of you guys' points, in my opinion, last year, everyone's saying Texas football is back. They, they take on Notre Dame, which was, uh, I think they were top 10. Notre to Dame was the, in the top 10, and yeah. Texas was like 20-something. Yeah. And Deshaun Kaiser the put season. his name on the map. God, he killed it that well, night. Guess, but he lost. And guess, made me a Kaiser believer. Guess where both teams finished. You had Texas, who was in the top 25, I think. And unranked. you had Notre Dame, who was top 10. Not only unranked, they both didn't even make a bowl game. Notre Dame finished 4-8. and eight. And Texas finished five and seven with a loss to Kansas. Jeez, Bab, couldn't have said it better myself. But it added to the magic. That but was a great first. That was a great. It was first an upset. Week There's game. no upsets. Texas. You have no oh, that's a good point. There are though. no upsets. It was Texas. Oh, Texas. Texas you Texas know who you back. think should be better, but you don't know that. That's a fair point too. Yeah, it I is. I guess it's just fake it? excitement. Oh, it's, a fair it's excitement sure. that you know it doesn't. Matter. Doesn't that take away from the excitement when Hell you know no. it doesn't matter tomorrow? Oh, it doesn't at all. It doesn't. Okay, because you still just get as excited then for the college football playoff committee to come out with their rankings, which actually do count. It's like you know the day after Christmas we're going to take all your toys away. All right, how about we do this? We alleviate, we alleviate everything now, and we just say, college football committee, get your crap together, pay attention preseason to what's going on, and you guys oh. do the rankings no, for be, the entire no, year. No, because then they actually have to do work, Walt. They've got to do it. work. Jeez. You're right. What are you talking about? Let's look at the list here. They the like rankings. showing up at the end of December after they've been sitting on their recliner all year, napping through college football games, and then they like to go put their big boy pants on and make a decision. And you'd turn that offer down if you were a part of the committee? Absolutely not. Exactly. Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Florida State 3, USC 4. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to write these down. Clemson. These are important as hell. Rounds out your top five. There's your top five who right was, there. Who was number five again? Clemson. Clemson. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Meow. We both like USC coming into this year in Darnold. We, we got to pull Sammy for our, D, baby. our good buddy, friend of the show, Dr. He's going to end up in the AFC East. Can I, can I say that now? Because the Bills are, are, are seemingly tanking. 
The Jets the Bills definitely are always tanking. tanking. And the Dolphins, well, we got more injuries now. We might as well tank. And you have Jay Cutler as your quarterback. Smoking Jay. You're guaranteed at least three turnovers a game. If not four. Sammy D to the AFC East. I'm calling it now. But yes, USC's killing it. Penn good. State, Penn State, where's Penn State? Penn State is number eight. Number eight? They're, pretty, number they're pretty good. They're running back. Hey, These you want to talk about a good running back? He's an AP top 25. They got themselves uh, I'm running back at the Amway Coaches show. Mm, okay. What's yeah, that Penn State care. running back? Is it Barkley? Saquon Barkley or something like that for yes, Penn State yeah. running back? And he's in Heisman Trophy. Dude. Contender. He is a bad, bad boy. Watching that dude play against, I think it was against USC in the Rose Bowl last year. It was. And he was. It was a great game. Oh, my gosh. Jumped onto the scene. It reminded me of when Zeke jumped onto the scene in the college football playoff. Uh, the, the year that he did his junior or his sophomore year, or whatever, no one really knew him, and then he just had an unbelievable few games. That's how Barkley he killed was. Him in the Big Ten title, and then game. everyone was like, "Eight up, Bama." He's gonna have a huge next year, yeah, and that's how everyone is about Barkley right now. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Oklahoma at six without Bob Stoops. Oklahoma always ranked high, usually fail. They usually fail, but they get their quarterback coming back. Anytime H-Town you have a, a decent quarterback year. coming back, like Mayfield, they do have Mayfield. You're gonna be back. in the running. Who? Oh, by the way. Had an incident. There's a video. He got body slammed. Drunk. He's uh, miss. Is he not missing six games? No, no six game suspension. Definitely for Definitely not. Joe Mixon's in the league. He legit punched a woman in the face. Yeah, well, he missed no some suspensions time. for him. He got suspended he missed- a year in college. Sure. Yeah. So he the NFL the, he doesn't want to take punishment. it upon themselves to oh, give him. A, yeah. so he's a domestic oh, violence sure, abuser. As long as he's not a cowboy, Here's your you don't six care. games now. Yeah, now you're encouraging it. I'm just saying, where's where are we drawing the line, NFL? There is no line. We move it when we want. Wisconsin 9, Auburn 10, and you've also got Washington in there at 7. That's your top 10. Where's uh, where's the only team that matters, a.k.a. The, uh, the U? The U is 18. 18? Miami is at 18. Okay. Texas is at 21. Bull crap. That is a bunch of bull crap. Okay, we'll see what happens. Why, and do then, you think they're worse or better? I think they'll be better than they were last season, but they are not 21st in the nation. Okay. And they, the Amway poll has them at 23. Both bullcrap. Yay for the AP list, man. Woo! Matters. Till next no week. No team that is coming off a five and seven year, I don't care how many pieces you're bringing back, deserves to be in the top 25. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think the they list should be there They lost to anyway. Kansas for the first time since the roaring 20s. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad, bad time. You, lose you just KU, fired you... your coach. That should be a rule. Honestly, that should be a rule. If you lost to Kansas the year before, you <laughs> cannot be in the preseason top 25. I don't care if you just got the NFL okay, roster. Well, speaking of the coach that was fired. Tom Herman. Oh, well, Charlie Strong. Strong. Oh. Now it's South He's Florida. South Florida. Oh, yeah, he is. South Florida comes in at 22, one spot below Texas in the uh, preseason top 25. I would love for Texas Man. to play South Florida and for South Florida just to kick their ass. Wouldn't that be great? So, Bab doesn't like Texas. Are you getting that vibe? Bab doesn't Walter. like Texas. I don't think he does. No. I don't think he does. He's just a big, mean, green guy, aren't you, Bab? Yeah. North Texas, by the way, in a list that I saw, came in ranked 114. Not terrible. They've been they've been way down there. Right? There's 100. They're not going to put up a fight on they've that. They've been like 125 to 130. I think 114s. They're, they're better than that. I they're think. better than that. Yeah. They're at least in the top least, 110. Yeah. I think they're at least top 100. I think they're a seven 10. win team this year, personally. Seven win. I think North Texas wins six or seven games. Yeah. I'm gonna say seven. I could see, I could see him doing. I think if you go six and six, you're good. Five and seven probably gets you back in a bowl game again because their APR so high. Smart kids, smart yeah. university. Man, is there anything better than talking about mean green football? There's few things in life. I, I can break down their is. schedule game by game if you'd like. Let's God not do that. God help me. <laughs> the other thing that came out regarding college football: some big news. 
We talked about Florida and Michigan. I threw that out there as, as a week one game. A sexy matchup. It is a sexy matchup. But who's been suspended? Florida suspended seven players for this game. Did Count Goodell them. have anything to do with this? Nope. This was a team thing. Oh, man. So you're telling me a team's capable of making their own decision on a suspension? Looks like it. Eric Kahn, are they biased or what? Well, probably, because how'd they do this? One game for, like, stealing and selling? Oh, crying. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, one game for... And it's for sure the first they game, so they have the rest anything. of the year to they make it up. They didn't steal. what they, they do? used, from what I'm getting, they used their financial aid like their scholarship to buy money. electronics yes from the school in which from the school from the school bookstore whatever it is and they turned around and resold them see i thought they had like turned they made it seem like their ids were stolen and they weren't the ones who actually made the purchase so that they'd oh, be that refunded too, huh? for the money while getting oh that's interesting stuff. yeah that might be a part of it maybe you're right yeah. anyway it's not good news i only know by the, the way they shouldn't have been doing this so it's no, very shady yes, stuff they're sure. trying to come out on top and make some money well, listen that's florida for you man that's the gators all right now, That's what Gator they've country. done is, is they've suspended. The only one that matters is their receiver. Callaway. Who's a, yeah, Callaway. Well, they, everyone yeah, talks about is a defensive like end, an offensive tackle, two more defensive linemen, a line, two linebackers. All right, can we put but all the money? But that receiver is the guy. Bab, Callaway. Can, can we figure out what the odds are for that Michigan game and just put everything on Michigan? Because I'm telling you right now, John Harbaugh is not losing to a Florida team the first game of the season with them missing seven players. No, they're not. Players. Coach Jim McElwain said in his statement, we have a small group of players that have made some choices that are extremely disappointing. Actions have been taken. They have missed some practice and will miss the Michigan game. We will use this as a learning opportunity, and we will have some players step up as we move forward. By the way, Jim McElwain, in case you don't know, he's the guy who had that funny moment with a shark. That wasn't him. I think it was. Listen, if you haven't seen this, just Google Jim McElwain shark. He said that wasn't shark. him. Of course. So it, you would have said it wasn't you, too. We all know it would have been you. Oh, I would have owned that. So if you don't know who Jim McElwain is, head coach of the Gators, Google Jim McElwain shark and click on the images and just enjoy yourself. They're quite equally disturbing and glorious. They're great. Here's my thing on Florida doing this. Like you said, yeah, it's one game. It is against a really good team in Michigan. And you're probably now going to lose that game. Definitely. If you win it, though. You're not. My God. Won't happen. Big win. Jim Harbaugh. And like you've said, like we've talked about. Big blue. When does the college football playoff committee start voting on their releasing their rankings? The night before. It matters. No, no, no. What time of year? How deep into December the December 30th. Balls deep. Oh, December 30th. No, no. Because <laughs> the semifinals are the 31st. Yeah. <laughs> October. Yeah, it's sometime mid-season. It's mid-season, right? Plenty of time. Plenty by the, of time by the now way, to change the opinion of the voters. My girlfriend just Googled Jim McElwain Shark and gave me the why am I dating you face. <laughs> it's a great picture. Go Google it It's now. a great picture. We don't know that it's him. Is it? It's borderline sexy. Okay. Here we go. She's she's said it's sexy. Last year. I thought so, too. Last year, it was November 1st. November 1st. Okay. So, we're talking... Probably with maybe, what, a month left, four games left to go in the season? Yes. Including yeah. conference title yeah. games? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it's the last month of the year. Last month of the year. You've got plenty of time to change the mind of the voters if you have an L week one to Michigan, and you've got the case, oh, we did, we lost that game without seven guys. Exactly. So if you can even just keep the game close. If you're the Gators now, you know you're losing the game. Doesn't hurt you. You but, have eight games. 
Fuller's got eight games. Doesn't hurt you to lose that game if you got playoff aspirations. That is correct. You can so, recover from that. And it's just one game. It's not an end-all, be-all. Because it, it always comes down to teams are always losing one or two games. And then it's like, okay, well, why'd you lose? Well, you lost because you had seven guys out. And that's probably going to be a much better case to the other team that's got now first week of October to a conference foe. Yep. Not bad for not, Florida. Not bad at all. But they are going to lose that game. I'm telling you now, put all your money on Michigan. Uh, I don't think you're going out on a limb there, bud. Jim Harbaugh. Yes, I am. No, Stop you're not. It. No, you're Stop not. Stop it. Uh-uh. I would have picked Michigan had they been playing these seven guys. Me too, but not with this confidence. Come on now. Legendary Arkansas football coach Frank Broyles passed away at the age of 92. He wasn't related to Art in any way, a.k.a. Lucifer. Oh, no, that's Bryles. Yeah, Bryles. This Ooh, is Bryles. Scared me. I yeah. thought Bryles and Bryles. I thought we were talking about the... No. Uh, Man, Arkansas fans around the this country is... that are listening to this are scorning you right now. This was a big loss for, for them. They're all sitting there with their spouses and their cousins. They and, feel oh, it's that, all the same thing. I forgot. They feel that D.W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium is named Frank Bryles Field. It's a big loss for the Hawks. Big L. The for, field no. at McLean Stadium. Should I change my biggest L for the week for Arkansas fans? Lost uh, lost their boy Art. The field. Okay, here's the difference. His name's not even Art. What's his first the name? Rick? Frank. 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 The That's on me. The field. Show some respect, damn it. I'm doing my best. Can He's I about talk? to get my biggest L. The field at Razorback Stadium is called Frank Broyles Field. The field at McLean Stadium is not called Art Broyles Field. But it's a true ballpark Frank. Broyles was the Arkansas football coach for 19 <laughs> seasons. From 1958 19? to you know 1977. Would you shut coach? up, Bam? <laughs> he couldn't wait to say it. Waltzik <laughs> was building up this big Jerry Jones fact. He couldn't wait to get it off. And Bab slid Turn in there my and mic off, Bab. Take it away. No, Waltzik, Waltzik, no, have no, your moment. No, no, I'm sick of it now. Have your moment, no, Waltzik. No, no, no. Jerry's your boy. No, no, I'm done. Are you going to pout? I didn't say who it was. I just said, you know who. Who the hell else would it have been? I don't know. Jerry. Who else played in 1964 All that's right. of relevance? Well, I'm going to spill it. It's Jerry Jones. Oh, yeah. Team won a split national title. Well, f undefeated. <laughs> you have to go back and mark that time. You're going to have to bleep that out. Yep. <laughs> Try not Already to be as explicit anymore. Oh, yeah. By the way, just for heads up for the audience, Walchick came to me last week and said, yo, man, listen, I think we should be, I think we should clean up the show a little bit. I think we should do that for the sole purpose just to pull back the curtains now that you're putting me out there. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the fact that if somebody listens, and wants to look at moving our show to a legit station the with big FCC rules, the big time, they're going to think twice after they hear a bunch of F-bombs and S-bombs. That's true. Thank God I don't ever say them. It's only you. But, hey, that's what I told you, Walter. I said, listen, all you got to do is stop cussing. The show will be cleaner. <laughs> I don't know why you're coming to me for. Broyles, 144 and 58 with five draws in his career. He was the athletic director at Arkansas serving in the role until 2007. So, wow. so he made it pretty quite deep, some time. Pretty deep. He was involved. Ballsy. So, yeah. You know what's interesting is Jerry Jones was an offensive lineman. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, he was. Him and Jimmy Johnson both were. Was he fat? Because he's... No. Well, in the 60s, linemen were smaller. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's a different style of but game. But I need to see a photo of Jerry Jones in college because... Well, it, did you watch any of the Hall of Fame induction stuff a week ago? No, when I When we played a bunch... Yeah, you did. Thanks for calling me out. Because you're an idiot. Your boy JT it. gets in. You don't care. I did go back and watch JT. Oh, he's you went back and watched to him. watch. You know he's too yeah, sexy he not is. to watch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Jerry, I on knew the you other were. Hand. Oh, you you don't like Jerry? He's too he's too pasty for you. 
He's too like plasticky for me. Mm, shots fired. I heard someone say Jones. that his bust actually looked more real than his actual face. Well, they took his his college photo when they did the bust. Oh, did they? I don't know. Lucky that. them. But they had Lucky his him, college really. photo plastered all over the place during the um, the t- television broadcast. Gotcha. Could have seen it then. Could've. Google it. So Google he wasn't it. chubby though. No, nah, I mean a little. A little bit chubbier. No, he was not chubby to what you would think of lineman today. Okay. He's, no. Yeah, because you're like 230 pounds as a lineman back then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not Woo overly pig. big. Whoop big. Jerry. By the way, Jerry Jones, he didn't do any of that cousin stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, we know that. Have you confirmed that? I've confirmed. Okay. I know you did your investigative journalism on that. All right, Bab's giving me a photo. Uh, Jerry was a handsome guy. Yep, there no, he is. No, he was not big. He was number 61. He was. 61. 61. And speaking of Jerry Jones, while we're on the topic, he's been extremely quiet since the Zeke suspension got handed out. Well, according to uh, Adam Schefter, he's, quote, furious, right? Wasn't that what it was? Yes, furious, furious was the quote. It was like it was a double furious. It's like he, he holds, said he was furious, and oh. then he was like, and then furious. He holds That's a how the tweet read. media party. At the end of every train, well, the Cowboys wrap training camp in Oxnard, and then they come back to now their beautiful, dazzling star in Frisco. Are they already back now? Training facility. They're back. They're gonna. Summer? I think they come back. Um, eh, they play at home. I think this coming week. So yeah, they might be back. They okay, might be nice. on their way back. So he usually gives like a little. Media I don't think they're press back yet, but they're coming back. Jerry he gives Jones? me every yeah, every year. He hosts a party. Apparently this year was at Nobu. I think it's been at Nobu in Malibu the last few years. Kind of fancy. Jerry comes and says, oh, yeah, it's a big party. And Jerry loves parties. Of course, he's a schmoozer. He's a doer. Didn't go this year. Didn't go. Oh, he didn't attend his didn't own party? Didn't make an appearance. Because this was after the Zeke stuff went down? It was the down? day after. Gosh, so he was just depressed. Didn't go. Well, you know he's going to fight this. He, it might have been that day, actually. Yeah, that's a bad And time. if there's one well, owner you don't want to pee off. That's the ultimate party pooper right there to get that news hours before your party. Oh, yeah. What a boss move. Especially when throw a huge heading party into and your, not even show yeah, up. Yeah, well, heading into the Hall oh, of Fame. Gosh. He says he doesn't think Zeke's getting suspended. We play that audio. I know. That's what was and funny. Then not only does so he get Chris suspended, Carter ends up being correct. Six games. Chris Carter was was correct, but kind he was of. not correct in the timing. Yeah, he wasn't correct with the timing, but he was he about was forty-eight the, hours off. Yeah, he was forty-eight hours off, but he knew that's interesting because we but thought Jerry correct. Jones would be more in the know than Chris Carter. Chris Carter ends up being right. Sorry, Chris. Apparently those Buckeye guys, they're in the know there. They're in the know, yeah. You think they'd want to defend their own, too. But not so much, I guess. Well, it wasn't. It was just him speaking the facts, like you tweeting out the photos. It's just that's just what you're doing. You're not saying it's just. Hey, I don't even know those are facts. I'm suspended. just like, okay, here you go. Well, yeah, people Chris, make well, your own judgment. Well, Chris Carter's not going to sit there and say he's not going to get suspended if he's good being told he's going to be suspended. Yeah. If I like the guy, it doesn't matter. If you're I'm, right. If they're telling me he's going to be suspended. I'm going to tell you he's going to be suspended. Mm-hmm. So Chris Carter, the new uh, NFL insider, apparently, check FS1 where he is if you're into that kind of deal. No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. I'm going to take a break from the pigskin. We'll come back to it and give a little preview coming up after the break. We're going to do a uh, week-to-week deal here with a uh, little AFC, NFC. We'll pick a division. We'll give our ins and outs of that. We're doing the West this week. But first, it's time for Biggest L, Biggest Dub. Money take it away, Chief. Do we have our uh, Big Sean tunes or not today? Nope. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, I knew it. I Good could see news. his face. Wow. He was unprepared. Yeah. Well, it's all right. We'll it get it. We'll get it. Right. We'll give Bab some time. What's the name of that song again? Bounce Back? Mm-hmm. Something like that. 
Anyway, Biggest L, we're going to keep it with the pigskin this week. I know. Well, oh, I'll I'm sorry. Out. I'll venture out. My apologies. No, no problem. Sometimes I'll venture out out of sports. If someone took an L like last week, that guy, I think he died or whatever it was, he took a pretty big L. So we had Dude. to give it to him. <laughs> but this week we're going back to the NFL. And you know who took the biggest L this week? It wasn't any one individual. Well, it kind of was. But it was also every kicker. Whoever wants to play in the National Football League, you've lost all your chances at being anything other than a sixth, seventh, or undrafted player. You want to know why? Why? Robert Aguayo, a.k.a. Bob Aguayo. Roberto. It's Roberto. Why is it so hard for you people to add the O to Robert? It's Roberto Aguayo, and you're about the fifth person I've heard say that to this poor man's name. So Bob Aguayo ruined it for every kicker out there. And he was the second-round pick out of FSU. Now, I remember I'm a Miami fan. He was a good freaking kicker. He would piss me off. He won some games. He made everything in college. So Tampa Bay a couple years ago says, yeah, why not? We'll go ahead and take uh, we'll take Robert, Roberto, Bob. We'll take him in the second round. What? Yes. Oh, wait a second. What? We have like a Sebastian Janikowski thing on our hands here. Round now, this is two? unheard of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a reach to take a kicker this high. But... They're thinking, hey, this guy's going to be solid. He was practically perfect in college, in clutch, anytime. It didn't matter. The dude was nailing it. Well, he goes to Tampa Bay, and I don't know what happens. This dude just stopped caring or what, but he can't kick for anything now. He was terrible last year. Well, come in the preseason now, one game in, the dude misses an extra point. Next day, he gets cut. And just to throw insult to injury, Hard Knocks is doing Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So here, like, in the next day or two, when Hard Knocks comes out, we're all going to see how they cut him. Oh, we're going to get tonight. right in there, in the room, up close and personal, and see how Bob got cut oh, and I ruined will. it for every kicker out there. I hope. We're going to do our best to have that audio to play next week. Kickers, I don't care how good you are. You are never going to get drafted anywhere near the top half of the draft. And you can thank Bob for that. Thank you, Bob. So, kickers, you took you take or the biggest Roberto. L this week. We got some honorable mentions. It looks like your boy Lucky Whitehead. It looks like we're gonna have to start calling him Unlucky Whitehead because this dude can't stay out of the biggest L. I hate Whiteheads. He goes to the Jets, breaks his ankle this week. First of all, he took an L when he went to the Jets. Now you're breaking your ankle. It doesn't get much worse than that. So, Lucky Whitehead. You, my friend, are an honorable mention, and Hugh Freeze, as always. I mean, that guy, I mean, he set himself up for a lifetime. Wait, wait, wait. what did Hugh Freeze L's. do? Hugh Freeze? What did Hugh Freeze do? I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, you know, the guy, the head coach formerly of Ole Miss, who was running, like, some prostitution scandal down there. Wait, what? He was, like, calling hookers on his uh, business phone. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. He forgot. Didn't forget. And he's, like, the, he's oh, like the no. Bible thumper of all Bible thumpers, too. So it was it was not a good thing. So I got to think he won't be having anything other than a losing week for the foreseeable future. Mm. So yeah. he remains an honorable mention that unlucky Hugh Freeze. Let's move on to the big yeah. Thank you, Ace. Now to the biggest dub. That's winner, right? Yes, it is. Okay. First six opponents of the Dallas Cowboys. Why did they win this week, Walchuk? They uh, haven't even played yet. How can what? they be winning? This They're not the, winning. The first six opponents of the Cowboys. Chance. They don't have a chance to win. Well, they took a they took a dub this week because they don't have to face Zeke Elliott. Oh. For the first six weeks of the season, these teams, the Giants, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Rams, and the Niners are all breathing a sigh of relief. All their defenders are thinking, Darren McFadden? 
what is he 40 alfred morris is still in the league ronnie hillman has he even played in two years and tyron smith may not even be blocking for him hey we are in a world of happiness don't you dare say the tyron's fine so all the first six opponents i'm gonna rattle them off again giants broncos cardinals rams packers niners you all get the biggest dub of the week it and is an advantage sure shout out to you guys they're that about to get huge dacked advantage. on yes they're gonna get dacked, dacked all over yeah he's gonna dack that ass up all over those fools mm -hmm. but they don't have to worry about zeke no zeke so lucky them honorable mention sammy Watkins got traded oh now, sammy duh it's not a total total win because he still went to the rams and jared goff's his quarterback and that's just kind of a nightmare scenario but he got out of buffalo the butthole of america and uh he gets to go to live in la so that's a win for old sammy Watkins. so out of buffalo to la big win big win but Huge you're win. probably downgrading quarterbacks. quarterbacks yes but i'll take the weather over a quarterback because buffalo is just it's a nightmare we already talked about it they're probably tanking right and you got to live in buffalo slushy buffalo you open your door in december and it's six feet of snow and you're a receiver you got to go catch the football Nah, i bet sammy Watkins doesn't get hurt as much it's not as cold you don't pull up on your hammy He's had hammy issues. And Not he's actually him. a hell of a player, too. Oh, he's great. Watkins, when he can play. Supreme talent. The, when sun, he can play. the sun will keep him healthy in L.A., I'm telling you. Pretty and that's for it. You. That's it for Biggest L, Biggest Dub. That's all you got, Winning. man. Yes, you are, Sammy Watkins. And yes, you are. First six opponents of the Dallas Cowboys. Here about it's all be 0-6. And, and the Cowboys will be undefeated at 6-0 no matter who. Is in the backfield. Are you going to call that now? Dallas starts 6-0. I'm going to call Dak Prescott wins MVP of the National Football League this year. All right. It's all you, Dak. We're going to hold you to it. It's all you, baby boy. I believe in you. Glad you do. I wish Zeke could be more like Dak. I know, dude. I'm like, just party behind closed doors. But mm. remember, we talked about Dak got knocked out in college. That was his wake-up call. DUI we did. We talked about knockout, that off air. You're going to straighten up after that. Yeah, Zeke got a, Dak got his wake-up call in college, and, and for Zeke, I guess this is it. I just wish it wasn't for freaking six games. I know. What a shame. For something you may or may not have done. Who knows? Never not will. Not cool, guys. Not cool, NFL. Thanks, Roger. <sighs> well, Even though it's your fault. Oh, it's my fault still. Because you didn't have the wear jammies the on. jammies. Yep. Sorry that the UPS man or whoever it was, FedEx... What about Someone Amazon? Someone might have jacked them. Amazon. I'm not trying to pin it on any individual company. Good, I'm hoping maybe one day you look in the mirror. want to sponsor us. But look in the mirror. Whichever one of you can deliver those pajamas for me, I would be appreciate that. Especially during this. You need to wear them every night during this appeals process. I do. These these next 10 days when that the court hearing will be figured out and established. You probably need to be wearing them. That's your only I should outfit. be wearing them right now. Yeah, I do. You I should need be wearing, wearing them, them everywhere. Like, especially during the show. Yeah. I should really be wearing them during the show. The problem Get is together, I usually dude. don't wear pants during the show. Get it together. So is that going to hinder and restrain my performance at all? Probably. Yeah. It's, I don't think I'm going to be able to breathe as well. But thank God you're not wearing pants today and you're on a roll. You're on fire. I have felt good. You look good. You look better. Thanks. I was sick all weekend. Are you feeling okay? Feeling better. Fab, are you sick? Maybe. What's Maybe up not. with you? You've been talking a little more tonight than usual. Something going on? It's just... He's just spitting fire with that college football top 25. He knows it doesn't matter. It's football season. Dynasty football is two weeks away. So you're pepped. Oh, I'm he is pepped. getting pepped. He can't wait to call those games. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We're going to step aside. When we return, we're talking NFC and AFC West. Stick around for the show everyone can afford to listen to. Take it away, Robert at the Diamond Broker. 
Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey, guys. This is Chris Slot of Fantasy Guy from The Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and tattoos. Because I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't the other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Real cool, bro. Real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know it. Looks like I fight with crack. But I don't. I fight sports fans. I believe LeBron James is the greatest. Me, bro. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the morning rant. This is WBLZ Sports. If you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. If you're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Everything, just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat you too. This is the morning rant, WDLZsports.com. I'm the coach, my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you come. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Macy O'Hurd right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404 404- 
Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. Back with the gangsta music, baby. Wolchuk, you've, you've chosen this twice now. Two weeks in a row, our comeback music is some thug stuff, and I love it. I just want some head nodders, you know? Like, coming out of that stuff, out of that break, yeah. I just want something to, like, gets people like, okay, Let's and get just back, back into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right before you get back out into the second half, you mm. need that good... You need that good rap jam just to get good, you good. going. I feel you. Well, what do we got? What are we doing? We preview in the uh, the NFC West. Yeah, we're gonna do the NFC West, the AFC West. We're gonna start with the NFC since we were already just talking about Sammy Watkins being traded to the LA Rams. Lucky. We'll start with the Rams. Year two in LA, and uh, Bab, I think we got a little introduction for each team to lead into this. So the so Rams, we do. number one. Maybe not. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Third down and seven. See what the Bucks defense can do here. And Keenum is going to go deep. And it's there. Caught touchdown. Brian Quick. Brian Quick with a 44-yard touchdown pass. And the first touchdown of the year by the Rams. And it didn't take them long to get it. But the rest of the season took very long. Wait, did Brian Quick throw that pass? It was Case Keenum to Brian Quick, neither of which are on the Rams roster for this year. Of course not. By the way, that was uh, Sam Rosen from Fox Sports. And Sam did a beautiful job with the call. Rams went 4-12 a year ago, like we talked about. Case Keenum in that call started the year, didn't finish it. it, Well, it definitely wasn't Jared Goff throwing that ball. Nope, Goff came in halfway through the year. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, things didn't go too well. They did go ahead and bring in some, some... Offensive weapons. We mentioned the trade to Sammy Watkins. They drafted tight end Gerald Everett, wide receiver Cooper Rush. They brought in Robert Woods of the Bills. So they actually got both top receivers from the Bills a year ago are now on the Rams, Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins. And they brought in Lance Dunbar from the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe their biggest offseason addition, though, offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth to an offensive line that is in desperate need of help. Todd Gurley. Probably one of the biggest disappointments in the fantasy world a year ago. I will ride or die for Todd Gurley, though. That dude had nowhere to go last year. As soon as he touched the ball, there was nothing. As good as Zeke's offensive line was is as bad as Todd Gurley's was. So Gurley's still a stud. No indictment on him. But gosh dang it, hopefully that offensive line can be better. And hopefully that quarterback can be better. Because now they do have some weapons. So Goff. Let's do it, man. It's all on golf now. It's, it's, it's on golf. And they got McVay, young guy from Washington. He's an offensive guy. He's supposed New to be head coach, quarterback. Yep. And he brought in Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator. Good Wade's always Wade. had success wherever he goes. So that defense should be a little bit better. Are they? Does that mean they run a 3-4 now? Yes, they're switching to a 3-4. And uh, I would assume so. And they've got Aaron Donald, who was the best three technique in football. But so. he's been holding out. I'm pretty sure he's been holding out. I don't he think he's played. Been I think he played in that preseason game against the Cowboys. I oh, think so, he was on the field. So he ended up okay, never mind then. But he held I'm out. I think sure he held out for a little while out there. Yeah. Yeah, he might have it and he should have because he should be if not the one of the highest played defensive players in the game. He might him and Khalil Mack to me are one and two. If we take JJ J. Watt and his health questionable, those are the two best guys. Well, and I'm interested to see what they do with Robert Quinn because if they're playing a 3 4, Robert Quinn is a badass outside linebacker defensive end. But now I think he can stand up. But do you think he can stand yeah. up? I think he probably can too. It'll be, it'll he's be got interesting that to see him there. Yeah, because he's, be okay. he's a really, really good player when he, if, but he's kind of like Sammy Watkins. He's got to stay healthy. Either way, this is a team when you look at the rest of the roster, the, the rest of the, well, you look at their roster and you look at the rest of the division with the Cardinals, with the Seahawks. And then the Niners, and yeah, the Niners are in turnover mm. transition mode, too. Yeah, they're nothing to worry but about. But 
are the Rams threatening to make the playoffs this year? No. Not even no, close. No, not at all. Let's move on. I don't see it. Next up, Babbery. We're going to talk the San Francisco 49ers. On the 14. Smith on third and three. He throws to the end zone, and the catch is made by Vernon Davis for a Niners touchdown. Okay, first of all. Another guy that's not on that team anymore. This had to be a super old. We're talking years old highlight. Well, we couldn't find a good We're talking back to when they went to like year. the Super Bowl in 2012. We had to dig into the archives. Vernon Davis hasn't been on the Niners since 2012, I'm pretty sure. So that's great. Neither good is work, Alex Bab. Smith. Kenny Albert's on the call. Kenny Albert. He's a stud. We love Kenny. Son of Marv? Son of Marv. Son of Marv. Also on Fox. Believe it or not, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah, they were worse than the Rams were a year ago. Oh, they were bad, dude. They, they only had won. Gabbert at the helm. <laughs> yeah. That was a problem. They won two games. And they had Chip Kelly. <laughs> yeah, they did. Man, I forgot all about Chip Kelly. That's how, man, that feels moons ago. Not as many moons ago as that Vernon Davis touchdown was. Yeah, that's true. They went ahead and brought in Brian Hoyer, being their new quarterback. Colin Kaepernick's done, and he's still looking for a job. Super Bowl, here they come. Ron and Hoyer, they've also brought in Matt Barkley. So there's a there's competition there, right? There's a already bust. Here's another Bills wide receiver, Marthise Goodwin, also former Texas Longhorn. He left Buffalo. He's also moved over to Cali. He's a track star. Playing in San Fran. And track so, star playing uh, football. Pierre Garçon, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts and Washington Redskins, moved over to the Niners to join new head coach Kyle Shanahan, who he had his best statistical season with. When Shanahan was with the Redskins. The only thing I that interests me about this team is their defense is going to be kind of fun now with Foster and Bowman oh, and Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas and, and Ruben Foster just in their and first. Armstead. Like, they got a Ooh. lot of young guys that they've oh, they they taken good. pretty high Ruben up. Foster looks like a man amongst boys. That's what I've heard as well. And Solomon Thomas and he's is got also an injured shoulder, too. Very good. I'm very, gosh, very man, good. Ruben Foster. I, he's, gonna, he's one of those guys I'm just really looking forward to watching. But that's the only thing about San Francisco that should be getting anybody excited. So you don't think the Niners are making a run this year either? Not even close. You don't like the new head coach? It's not that I don't like him. I think Shanahan can... What do you think? Shanahan and John Lynch, how many years until they're able to turn this around and make the Niners competitive? Well, how, how long until you get a quarterback? That's the question. Now, if they if they end up landing a quarterback in this next draft, where there seems there's going to be a handful, you know, it could be a, a quicker turnaround. I don't I don't really know. I don't like doing that. Over but I like Shanahan. Five years. Oh, well, if it doesn't happen in five years, they're already fired. So it has to be four. If it's not four, you're gone. Well, so do you think they do it? Yes oh, or do no? I think they do it? No. No. Okay. Just because the, the likelihood of anybody succeeding in this league is not very high. Sorry, but, 49er fans. But I do like Shanahan. I like I like the idea of a young, offensive-minded coach. That just seems like the way the league's going right now. That's why I'm glad my Dolphins have Adam Gase, young, offensive-minded guy. Even though he might be responsible to why the Lombardis in New England as opposed to Atlanta. Talking about Shanahan? Mm-hmm. Sure, he did have that epic collapse in the Super Bowl, and that's why I don't think, well, that's not why, but again, I don't think it's going to end up working out for him. Four years down the line, Shanahan's an offensive coordinator somewhere. And John Lynch is back in the booth. What's next? See, Seattle? We're going to go Arizona. Arizona. We're going to go Arizona. I love Bruce Arians. He's my favorite coach in the division, I even though I, I like Pete Carroll, too. I, I do. And it's a fade, and it Fitzgerald, another amazing catch. Oh, so happy you played a Larry Fitzgerald highlight. I'm really happy that we have a 
receiver highlight here for the Cardinals because I got some quotes from Bruce Arians from today oh, where he is just talking so much smack about his receivers. You say, give it to me. So if you want a fantasy receiver, don't look to the Cardinals roster for you. There's your first fantasy tip of the year. I'm giving it to you for free. Thank me later. Because the head coach has no confidence in these guys. Here's the quote. He said, I must have been seeing things back in the spring when I said we had 12 guys who could play in the NFL. We might have two. Wow. If you're one of his receivers, you got to be like, dang, dude. Total slap in the face. I suck. Okay, so let's think of who they've got. They've got Josh, John Brown. They've yeah, they, got who's Fitzgerald. been injured. Who's been injured? They've got J.J. Nelson. They've got Jerome Brown, I think. Like Jerron a, Brown. Jerron Brown. They got a it? lot of J Brown guys, but yeah, a lot but... of them are injured and they can't catch the ball. He says assignments in catching the ball. The main things receivers do, they are not doing. He said, it's a concern if you're not available when we need you available. Cause a lot of their guys have been injured as well. But then one of the receivers said, uh, I've been cussed out plenty of times in my three years here. He's pretty much saying it in a nice way right now, but he's still getting his message across. It's up to us to respond. I got to say, that's a hell of a way to take that because I feel like a lot of guys would be like, screw you, coach. Well, they've got Aaron Dobson. You remember him? Patriots oh. darling from a few years ago. In oh, Adam Marshall. He yeah. had that one highlight. If you don't know Aaron Dobbs, go back to Marshall. He's got one nice one-handed catch and ended up making him an NFL career. Good for him. He's not a good player. They have terrible receivers. It's Larry Johnson and who? I mean, Larry Fitzgerald and who? It's the David Johnson show is what that offense is and should be. That dude, in my opinion is the best overall running back in the game from what we've seen him do. There's a lot of reports Zeke is a real is good out of the backfield and the Cowboys haven't used him as such. I don't doubt that, but we've seen David Johnson just dominate receiving, blocking and running. The dude, I've got him ahead of Le'Veon Bell on my on my list of top RBs in the league. He is sensational. Oh, and for sure. They drafted our favorite favorite player in this draft. Hassan Reddick, who looks really good. Oh, I forgot they drafted they Reddick. They drafted Hassan Reddick, and man they drafted crush. Buda Baker at safety. Oh, they did. And I wasn't as crazy about him. Oh, but I think Buda Baker will fit that defense so well. He's like I, a Tyron Matthew yeah, undersized oh, kind of. Them together, they, they no, know yeah. how to work it, man. No, that'll be fun. And their pick from a year ago, their first-round draft pick, Robert Nkemdiche. Oh, I, he's been, I heard been he's been it. killing it, too. So that defense, which is what made that team so good a couple of years ago, that defense seems like they're finally getting back to where they were. And the question comes down to, you should be able to run the ball with David Johnson, but how well does Carson Palmer play? Because he regressed, and I know there was health issues last year as well, but he regressed with his play on the field too. Yeah, I'm not... Some of that might come down to the receivers. Yeah, well, that's what I was just about to but say. But you got Larry Who's Fitzgerald. Who's he throwing to the ball to now? You got Larry Fitzgerald. Who's only getting older. Oh, give me a but break. But his butt is only getting tighter. Though. That dude's got the fountain of freaking youth, and he's no, the he best does. receiver we've seen in this past decade. Yeah, he is. Think about it. Calvin I'm, Johnson I'm thinking about it did right nothing now. in the postseason. So you're not putting I saw Randy Larry Moss Fitzgerald. in the last decade? No. I, I don't know. No. All right. Larry, Randy Moss. He's been the most consistent, I end, guess. End of his career. Oh, he single-handedly took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he had Kurt Warner. I was they, say, they had the Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. But the Warner. dude put the team on his back, bro. To put him on his butt. Oh, forever. And he has the best butt the in the Steelers. world. And the Steelers. Well, it wasn't Fitz's fault that they didn't win that game. Do you remember? No, he him, you remember him Troy splitting Palomalu. the whole middle of the field? Yes. How could you forget for that? And now he's 36, and he's still the best receiver on this freaking Arizona Cardinals roster. And he's still making plays, baby. And I don't know if he's 36. Cardinals want to seven, eight, and one a year ago. You think they're competing for a playoff spot and for this division? No, I do. I do not. I do. 
I don't think they touch it. I think the Cardinals compete to get one of the wild card spots. Even though I love Bruce Arians. I like him. I think that he's a great coach. I think Carson Palmer has a revival. And I think that defense makes a lot of noise. And that's why they're relevant at the end of the year. Do you want the noise brought on you? Do you want the noise brought on you? All right, where are we going? We're going to Seattle? We're going to Seattle now. It's your second though. favorite head coach, right? At least give me an umbrella. Coffee? How about some coffee, huh? They got good coffee. Not much there. of a There's coffee. A Starbucks drinker. on every corner. Yeah, There's something it. else that you can have there that's legal. I don't know. Oh, that's another thing. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you some of that for sure. Cowboys running back was checking out when they played there. Oh, add that to the list there of Zeke go. incidents. Yeah. Let's move on. Pistol formation. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. Drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. The ball is caught. Game over, Touchdown. The game is over. The Seahawks are going back to the Super Bowl <laughs> in Glendale. What a catch in the end zone. Game over, baby. Uh, game Who was probably it? It had to be a former NFL player. And Steve Rabel from the Seahawks Radio Network. Formerly of. But not the color guy. No yeah, the color guy, the color guy. Oh, the color guy. The color guy uh, has to be a former here. player. Because he just went all in with a. What, what did he say? Play it again. Let's I hear it again. Know. Game over, baby. Yeah. What a great call. Formation. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. Drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. The ball is caught. Game over, it baby. Touchdown. The game is over. <laughs> the Seahawks are going back to the Super Bowl. Definitely a former NFL player. Has to be. No way that's just a professional broadcast. You know what game that was, though? Uh, yeah, it was the game that sent him before the Super Bowl. I was hoping Bad was going to take the cut of them. Where, that Green uh, Bay game overtime. Russell Wilson threw the interception to lose the Super Bowl. That's oh. what I was. Oh, you know who it is? Who is We it? talked about this before the show. It's Warren freaking it's, Moon. It's Warren Moon. Son of a oh, gun, Warren, Warren Moon. Moon. It had to be a former player. There's not a single professional broadcaster who didn't play football that would have said that line right there. Game over, baby, in the deepest voice you've ever heard. Eddie Lacy, folks, is a Seattle Seahawk. You think Eddie Lacy, one of their big additions this year. Oh, big is right. He was as big of an addition as Dude, they could get. Is he the guy who got like the bonuses. three million dollar yeah. bonus for showing up to camp under three hundred twenty pounds? On Don't weigh as much as our center, and we're going to give you a million dollars, Eddie. Don't eat yourself into a freaking food coma the day you come into practice, Eddie. Stay and off. We're going to pay you millions of dollars. Stay off the pizza for a couple weeks. Here's seven figures. It's uh, it's insane, but he's doing it though. He's, he's doing met, it. He's met them all at this point. Because why wouldn't you? Listen, mm. don't why eat the brownie. You? We mm. pay you too a much incentive, baby. Mm. Too way too much. Yeah, Give and he's, and he's mm. got him throughout the season too. Like every month in the season, he's got to make his weight and he'll get a bonus. Just lay off the fried chicken. You good? It's amazing that he can stay nimble that way though, because he he's gotten heavy. Man, he's got to be humble too. Yeah, staying he, humble. Well, he's eating a lot of that humble pie. Yeah, Luke Jokel and Ode Abushi, a couple of guards. OJ Awachi? Ode Abushi. I thought you said douchey. Nope. Ab- <laughs> um, Abushi. Isn't Joe cool? So they're just getting like a bunch of guys that failed elsewhere. A bunch elsewhere. of guys that failed elsewhere. Arthur Brown, another linebacker from Kansas State. Failed in Baltimore. Failed in Baltimore. Now hopefully he, they're hoping he can bounce back. Their first round pick, Malik McDowell. I think he's already out for the year with an really injury. Really sad news. I don't yeah. feel bad. Look at my Dolphins roster. Uh, they also got a guard slash center, Ethan Pochich from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Pretty yeah, good player. Pretty solid player. That's So that's they're trying nice to revamp that offensive line. Well, they line. need to because it's they been do. so bad. It's been so bad. They've had J.R. Sweezy out there, man, in the offensive line, and that's the only person they've I had. do love that name, though. Russell Okun. Sweezy! Russell Okun's in Denver now, right? Yeah, so it's like I don't even know what they're I don't doing. even know if he's in Denver anymore. I think he might oh, be really? in, uh, he might be in the team we're going to talk about next, the LA Chargers. LA Chargers. I think he might be with them, but How weird is it we got two LA teams now? That's so weird. 
Seattle, though, yeah, they're the creme de la creme of this division. I mean, they should win it. Well, Jimmy just, Graham is healthy. The way I usually do this is, okay, you have, I look at your quarterback and your coach for the most part. And they've got the best tandem? They definitely have the best tandem. Because Russell Wilson, no, I don't, I don't like any other quarter. I don't like Carson Palmer. They've anymore. still got the LOB. He's too old. Michael yeah, they, Bennett's they, still great. Exactly. They still have that defense, Bobby Wagner. even though they're getting a little bit older. Wagner's still young, but they're, they're still going to be good on defense. Just the fact that they have the best quarterback and and I, I guess the best coach. I don't know. I, I may choose Arians over him, but over Pete Carroll. Carroll, but um, yeah, give me the give me the Seahawks to win that division. Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks to win that. But division But it'll only too. be at like nine games. It'll you be like you don't think the Seahawks are going to be a double digit win they, team? They, it's like they don't win a lot of games, but the division ends up. The division's so bad. I mean, they should sweep the Rams and the 49ers. But I know the Rams always they play do. Them they well. always play them well, and I know that that won't happen. But they they should. I mean, if they're no for the sure Seahawks they should, should, but the Seahawks, the Seahawks always. They dink they, they around in the season. The Rams, they win like yeah. nine games, and then they get to the uh, playoffs, and maybe they, they go on If they don't win 10 games, something's wrong. I mean, that should be a 10-12 to 12 win team. Not 12. It's not a 12-win yeah, team. Yeah, but I, I would so. say it is. it should be a 10-win team. I, I got to look at the rest of their schedule to see what other uh, divisions they're playing. But that division's weak, man. I like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals will be solid. But those other two teams stink. Let's head over to the AFC. What's going on in LA? Let's talk about that other LA team, the San Diego Superchargers. San Diego Superchargers. Can't say that anymore. Now they're the LA Chargers. They're the LA Superchargers. Doesn't roll off the tongue well. Do oh, we... by the way, this cut, speaking of how bad the Chargers have been, uh, could not find a call of a Chargers touchdown. So here's the Titans scoring on the Chargers. Wow, this is great. Time, toss, touchdown. Rashard Matthews, a seven-yard catch. And he's grabbed his second touchdown reception today. Gosh, well, how bad of a year today he must have had. Kevin Harlan, CBS. Kevin Harlan. He's is he the best doing it right now? I think so. He's a stud. Oh, do we do we have that other Kevin Harlan? He's the one that calls like those street. The fan on the and, field, yeah. Yes. Give me some Kevin Harlan calling. That's way better than talking about the Chargers. Who cares about the Chargers? They're not going anywhere. Here's your season Chargers Sleeper preview. Team. They're going to lose a bunch of Sleeper They're going to have team. so many injuries. It's going to be Phillip Rivers and a that bunch of guys. That defense is good. They're going to lose at the end of Phillip every game. Phillip Rivers is an above average quarterback. They're going to be close. Oh, Melvin Gordon's far, a stud. Oh, that, now, that was a slap in the face right there. Above average quarterback? He is far more than an above they average quarterback. They drafted Dan Feeney. You're a jerk Feeney. for saying that. Rivers is the only thing they have, and a couple of pass rushers. Anyways, let's hear Harlan. Who cares? The field. Some goofball in a hat and you. a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. Me. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes They're coming the from the coat. left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Just a Hall of Fame level call right Best there. Best call ever, Harlan man. Is such oh, a stud. That's delicious. Right it doesn't there. get any better than that. I was so into it. I, I felt I didn't watch it, but I it, he painted the perfect picture in my mind of what was going on. He was drunk, bare chested, banging his chest, the blue coat. Thank you, Kevin. That was a good call. The Chargers were five and eleven a year They're ago. They're gonna suck. That doesn't matter. If they don't win eight games this year, I will shave my nips. All right, that's a bet. We're gonna need to get a lot of razors. Uh, well, Chuck, do you want some Cowboys Twitters? Yeah. Breaking news? Bab, are you coming in here with breaking news? I am coming in here with breaking news. All right, well, news. give me the Earth, Wind, and Fire breaking news. Give me a little something. Uh, apparently, Rico gathers. Wait, wait, and... wait. 
All right, now tell me. Rico Gathers and Kayvon Frazier collided during a seven-on-seven drill. Rico Gathers down and being attended to. Wow, Rico Gathers, talk to me here. Backup tight end? Uh, he is most likely the third or fourth string tight end. He's looked phenomenal, though, in both preseason games, catching long touchdown passes. He looks like the next potential Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham, that mold of converted basketball star to tight end. Freak athleticism, still very, very raw. Needs to work on his blocking for sure. But a guy that's been playing so well, he's just saying, how can you not put me in games and let me have a shot to just run up the seam and do what I do, be athletic and make a play? So upsetting to hear that he's down. Perfect. All right. Ho- hopefully it's not bad. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, I'm a little higher on the Chargers than you are, but this is a really tough division, dude. Is it that tough? Because oh, I'm it's, thinking it's about tough. it. The, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. The Broncos don't have a quarterback, but the rest of that team is really good. I mean, that defense is still really the good. The defense, yes. But if you don't have a quarterback, how far can you go? Well, let's talk about that right now with the Denver Broncos up next on this AFC West preview. Short motion, Zeddy Royal. Tim, play fakes in the pocket. Zeddy Royal. Throws, pass, Jesus, Denarius 2009. Out over the 45 midfield. Here we go. 40, 35, foot race, 20. 15, 10, touchdown, Denver is over. It's over in Denver. Was that Tebow throwing the ball? That was Tebow. That was Tebow beating the Steelers. Oh, Tebow I can't believe man. that you, the Steelers fan, would have played that. Uh, Thanks for leaving your ego at the door. There, that Dave. is one of the greatest it. moments I've had as a sports fan. Was it really? I was over at my friend's house, his family's house, who are diehard Steeler fans. And they always give me crap about the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a that's a budding rivalry back it in the is. day. It is. And it still is to this day. Sorry, I got some indigestion. You all right over there? I'm queasy. Uh, but that play happened, and I had literally just gotten to their house about five minutes beforehand. And it was just like a euphoria, mad baby. For you. Oh, yeah, for me. I was the only one. I was screaming and cheering. They wanted to kill me. I that was... would have been really fun to be a part mm, yeah. of a Steelers watch party when that play went down. Oh, dude, it was I, it was dead silent except for me in jubilation. That was like Tebow's fourth completion of the entire game, but that it was, was like his, an 80-yard touchdown. His one shining moment. It's incredible, man. Never forget that for the first two or three years of Peyton Manning's tenure in uh, Denver, Tim Tebow had more playoff wins than him. It took Peyton a little while to finally get over that hump, and it was when he wasn't at his best. They lost to Baltimore. Now Tebow's swinging bats in the minor leagues, man. Life comes at you. Just got beaned this week, too. Did he? Beaned up high, yeah. Hit by a ball. So the Broncos aren't going to be good, Uh, right? I I think they're going to be competitive, but ultimately I think they're an 8-8 team. I think they're – I'm right there with you. you. Their defense is going to win them some games. Their defense will win them some games. They've still got offensive talent, but I can't trust Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch to put them in the playoffs. Well, and that, isn't that funny? Because the Cowboys wanted Paxton Lynch so bad. Jerry Jones was pissed oh, off. Man, and it traded worked for out Paxton Lynch. so well. How good did that work out? Accidentally worked out like a dream Because Because supposedly Lynch has not really looked good at all. And he's still, I think he's still got that pirate mustache, which I love, by the way. But I look never good when you thought very highly of Paxton Lynch. I don't understand what other people saw in him. He was just the big, tall, strong. Upside guy, sure. Just, he had all the, the measurables. But... Yeah. but he played at some whack school. I can't even remember. North Dakota State. Memphis. No, Memphis. You're right. No, Wentz played Wentz at North, played North, North Dakota State. State. Sorry, my bad. Bab came in there. So ba- how strong <laughs> Bab did Bab come in there, in there with North Dakota State? Jeez, gosh. Mm. It's all right, Bab. Wrong semi-nameless quarterback. Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly known as the Dallas Texans. Shouts out Larry Johnson. 
This is a shotgun snap to Poe. Who's going to throw it? Caught! Demetrius Harris! Touchdown! Kansas City! The first touchdown in the second half since November 27th is a Don Terry Poe touchdown pass. Oh, that's awesome. We haven't scored a touchdown um, in months. This is incredible. <laughs> that's how they play, though. They play good defense, and they, they score on special teams. And, of course, it was their defensive tackle that was throwing Who's the no touchdown Who's no longer on pass. the team. He's one of their big losses season in Atlanta now. You're right. That's a good point. Don Taripo is gone. I'm putting the over-under at seven weeks for Alex Smith to lose his job to Patrick Mahomes. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes, though? I have heard. Ooh, he I haven't seen bad him. bad in that Did training. He? And from the little I saw of him playing in their first preseason game, he looks like a baseball player just out there slinging it around, dude. All he I just hear... runs around like he's fielding ground balls and just freaking side-arming, one-hopping balls a... all over. the. He, he just looks throw totally out of, out of control. Oh, he's so it looks like someone who ran in an offense at Texas Tech for three years. Supreme talent, but like he doesn't know what he's doing back there. I just hear, I've just heard like almost nothing but good things from like on my Twitter feed about just from their practices and their camp and stuff. It's like Mahomes with another laser between defenders. Mahomes just ripping it into windows. Okay, for that's touchdowns. fine. Put him in a game situation. I think that kid's gonna fail miserably right M- now. Mahomes starting week eight, calling it. Okay. If they want to win games, that's the style of play but, they need. Is and Alex I also Smith, think conservative, don't turn the ball over. But they have the, their their only two weapons are Kelsey, who's a stud tight end, and uh, Tyreek Hill, who's their deep threat stud speedy receiver, who's going to be like their everything on offense. And I just don't think he's physically going to be able to hold up for the load they want to give him. So as soon as Tyreek Hill goes down. What do they do? It's Kelsey and a bunch of that guys. That is true, and that is a good point. They do have Travis. They got Kelsey, like you said. Uh, I wonder of their offense and do, but that's just their style is play good defense. Yeah. They've got a great no, they're defense. Gonna be, they're going to be in the thick of it because Andy Reid's a good coach. They've they have got a good a defense, and Alex Smith is serviceable at like not just losing you games. So they're going to win a lot of you know, 13 to 10 games, a lot of 17 to 16 games. That's why when they finally score a touchdown. And that's what they do. And then they're going to get to the playoffs, and they woo. just can't score enough. You think they'll be in the playoffs? No. No. Uh, I think that they're going to just miss it, too. I think they'll be one of the teams sniffing it in the last couple weeks of the year, but I think they'll be just on the outside looking But at I think it's all about this next team on the list here. There it is of Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas. Two by two. Derek low snap. Derek looking. Derek, Derek in a lob one for the end zone for Crabtree. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown! Raiders! Holy Michael Crabtree did it again! Oh, oh my. And he had an awesome year. Raiders! It's such a signature way to say that. It's like if you're their broadcaster, man, you can just say that every time they score, you already know what you're saying. And he does that. He holds the touchdown like the, like they do in soccer, like the goal. He holds that touchdown, man, for a while. He's got it down pat. I like it. It's his thing. Uh, this is a team that, look, I'll tell you, if, if Derek Carr didn't go down at the end of last year, I, I think they'd have given the Patriots a run for their money in that second round game. I agree. I think they'd have beat in Houston. And the way that New England came out against the, the Texans, they came out pretty flat. If that had been a Raiders team with Derek Carr, I think we could have a different Super Bowl champion. Not that the Raiders would have won it, but then that completely screws everything up. No question. I mean, Derek Carr coming off the injury, so you you got a little bit of questions, but it wasn't one of the. I mean, it's a broken leg, right? So yeah, I think it so. Should be recovered. Foot or a broken and leg yeah. should be fine. But they have a good offensive line. 
What'd they do at running back? Marshawn Lynch. Oh, That's what added they Marshawn did. Lynch, baby. Of course. They did. They also added Cordero I'm Patterson, really another excited. speedster. I'm really excited to watch Marshawn Lynch. I just am, like, too. What do you still have left in the tank? Do you have a lot left? Did you did that year off just rejuvenate you? Do you feel young again? I'm curious. Well, I wonder if he's going to be a guy that bucks the trend or continues the norm. Because typically, a guy that sits out a year, you have him come back, it takes him a little bit, and he doesn't have as much success. Maybe towards the end of the year, he'll come on strong. But Marshawn Lynch is, to me... Just a gamer, man. I don't think Lynch is going to skip a beat. I think he's going to score a ton inside the red zone. Fantasy tip? Oh. Is that a free fantasy tip That's from a you? free fantasy tip for me. I think you're going to see a lot of red zone titties from Marshawn Lynch. Love that. Now, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree on the outside. Tremendous tandem. Clive, Clive Walford at tight end. Oh, about yeah. the U. Love it. <laughs> Defense, Cleo Mack. I mean, we can't talk about well, the Raiders without talking Jared about Cleo Cook. Mack. Jared, he might supplant your your Clive pain. Walford? I don't know, man. Walford's Cook, a player. Cooksey, huh? Pro ball in his sights, that Walford. And that defense is getting better, too. Not bad. They drafted Gary and Connolly, Obi Mellon, Fonwu. And they've got the best defensive player in the league, in my opinion, in Khalil Mack. Well, I think they have the they don't have the best quarterback in the division because Phillip Rivers is the best quarterback in the division. Okay. But Phillip Rivers just doesn't have the team. So the way I do it, I'm looking at the next best quarterback. It's still Derek Carr. It's still the Oakland Raiders. So I'm taking Oakland, and I like their offensive line. I look, we see how the the success Dallas has with a great offensive line. We saw with Oakland last year. I'm pretty sure they retain basically the same offensive line for the most part. So, with a good offensive line, a good quarterback, weaponry galore, and an improved defense, I'm taking the Raiders all the way. I think that the Raiders are easily the best team in this division. I'd expect them to be one of the top two teams in this conference, three teams at minimum. When it's all said and done, and they should be a Super Bowl contender, let alone a playoff contender. I think this is a team poised to be phenomenal. Yeah, but are they compoised? They're compoised. I think. Well, that's the question. We'll see how compoised they are. I wonder that because even being a Rangers, a Texas Rangers fan in baseball, Rangers won a lot of one-run games a year ago. The Raiders were in a similar situation. They won a lot of close games. That's a fair point. Eventually, does that carry over? Karma, yeah, does that carry over? Do the things even out? You lose a couple. It's, that's what's happened to the Rangers this year. Does that come back to hurt the Raiders? But I think they're too talented. You know, I think they're they're better than so many teams. They should be winning by a wide margin and versus being in close games. And just because you're poised doesn't mean you're come poised. No, you've got to being come poised is a different thing. And the, that's the question for the Raiders. That's my challenge to them. Show me you are come poised. I love it. No, that's Bleed Seats podcast here. That's the NSC AFC West preview. That so we're is gonna it. Do this. We're going to do this for the next four weeks. We're going to pick two divisions. Yes. Yeah, so next through. week we'll do either the North, the East, or the South. We won't do the East. We're going to save the East for last. North or South? North or South. I'm, I'm going to call it now. We're going to do the South. We're going to do the South next week, followed by the North and then the East. That last week will probably be the last show we have leading up to opening weekend. So we'll probably give our... Predictions sure to go wrong in terms of who we think are going to uh, make it to the big dance in, in Minnesota. Can't wait. Year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be chilly up there in mm. Minnesota. Shoot. Now they got a roof now. No split seats podcast. Zach Wilson, Eric follow producer. Bad boys, you know what time it's for, huh? Oh, time please tell me it is. Is it really? Let's get weird. Sweet. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. Time to get weird with Walt Jr., baby. Let's get weird!
Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird with Wolchuk episode 27. I'm fired up, Wolchuk. I am freaking fired up. What you got for Uh, me? Folks, I've got certain clips here of audio. I've also got a story without any audio, but we're going to start, and this will be Bab, I believe, cut one. We're going to start with a Heineken can. Uh-oh, a can, not a, a bottle? A Heineken beer can. I'm a bottle oh, guy myself. You uh, may have to start on a different one because uh, I just got added on the video. Ill-prepared. That's fine. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. I'll lead right. into it. Okay. A man claims he found two dead geckos in the Heineken beer can. Two dead geckos? Gross. How'd they find themselves in there? This is an article from the Huffington Post by David Moy. By the way, I prefer Corona. Over Heineken, I'm a but dose. that's just me. I like Dos Equis. No, Modelo? Oh, Bab's giving you the thumbs up on the dose. I like the dose. Give me the Corona and Lime. I was giving you the thumbs up on the video, but... Let's hear oh. what this video is. Let, let them take it away, and then I can add on to it if there's anything they leave out. So we got two out. geckos dead in a beer can. We got a man, drinks his Heineken. Oh, he he finds out by drinking He drinks it. the Heineken. Oh. Gets a little sick, and then sees, oh my God. There are two dead geckos at the bottom of this freaking can. Wow. Okay. Let's see what they had to say. A man in Orange County is suing Heineken after he made a sickening discovery at the bottom of his beer, allegedly. What he found, he says, was two dead geckos. He says he took a sip. He noticed the beer tasted foul. Soon after that, he says he began experiencing severe stomach pain, leading to weeks of missed work. His daughter emptied the can into the sink, and she says she found the remains of the lizards inside. But according to the lawsuit, the geckos were not decomposed. So they were pickled? Oh, man. I'm sorry if you're eating breakfast right now. We should have done a disclaimer. Uh, The pair were probably alive when they were sealed in the can, the lawsuit alleges. Heineken says, quote, we have investigated this isolated claim, and based on a number of factors, we confidently believe there is no (laughs) merit. That, this claim. That's their way of saying we call BS. Yeah. 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 They also ended it with stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's a bunch of crap? Was there was uh, no geckos uh, in the can? is trying to but say, no, the there's pictures. There were geckos in the, bo- the bottom Maybe of the Maybe the guy can. was just really, really drunk. I think Heineken's trying to say that somehow they found a way to put the geckos in the can. Jeez, man. That would be, I mean, this guy should be fighting to the to the end if if... I mean, right? Is he going to get any sort of compensation? We don't know yet. This if you're is, drinking uh, dead geckos. This lawsuit's going on now. Honestly, it might have ta- might have made that Heineken taste better. You're not a fan of the Heineken, huh? No. So you don't stay thirsty for Heineken? Not for Heineken, no. I'm a Corona and Lime guy. Did I tell you guys that? Yeah, you did. You mentioned that. Good. Uh, the attorney of the man who found these geckos in his Heineken beer can... Quoted as saying, we truly believe that he is credible and we have done the independent investigation to verify what they were and their condition. We feel confident that this is a viable and a real issue. So they're taking it to court. They're saying after you, Anakin, we didn't put these freaking geckos in here. You guys had to mess up. Somehow these little boogers slipped into the can. You poured your beer in there. You sealed it. I got sick. I drank it. This is disgusting. Give me money, please. Well, I wonder how it works, because isn't there some alcohol where you put, like, a worm at the bottom, and it's like a thing? Tequila. Oh, okay. Tequila, yes. And you're supposed to, whoever finishes that bottle of tequila is supposed to have to drink the worm. Now, the worm has been sitting there and soaking at the bottom of this tequila bottle 
for so you, God knows how long. So you're gonna get lit. you're gonna get pretty freaking drunk. So in a sense, it sucks because you're swallowing a, a gross dead worm that's been soaked in vodka but, or tequila. Excuse me, but you're winning because you're getting freaking sloshed. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that's what they were trying to do with this Heineken thing. Start a new trend. Geckos. Just swallow some whole geckos. Geckos at the bottom of your beer, man. That Get sounds disgusting. Doesn't doesn't sound good. Next story I've got. DNA from unflushed toilet flushes out burglary suspect. Whoa. Did you know that people can use your poo as DNA? You Evidence. know, yeah, yeah. I figured. Like, yeah, I figured you, don't, you don't kill someone and then take a crap on the crime scene. Well, this was a burglary, but I guess this man must have taken a dookie wherever he decided to rob. Really? Dude, you gotta you must be in a, it must be an emergency. If you're gonna take the time in the middle, I mean, that is I mean that's a pro tip right there, but that's a that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> How old is this kid? He's a kid, right? Forty two. Wow. Not forty two year old schmuck. Not Never done this before. Not a kid. Police in Thousand Oaks, California, used DNA found in an unflushed toilet to finger a burglary suspect. Whoa, this terminology is I don't know why they used finger. Yeah, like when it. I first read that, I thought the same thing. Jeez. Andrew David Jensen, 42, was arrested on July 28th on suspicion of committing a burglary last October. Jeez, so this has been, they've been studying this been, for months. They've had this feces for a little while. Well, whose job is that, by the way? You're Dude, a doctor. I you went to school look. for 10 years, and now you show up to work every day, and you're dissecting poo. Yeah, there's people that do that. Man. I wonder how much that pays. Life really comes at you fast. Dirty jobs. That Maybe that was on one of those episodes. Dirty, well-paying jobs. That would be the, mm. the title of that show. Detectives managed to sniff out the suspect after they found some... These are horrible. God, ...fecal matter in a toilet. Did you come up with these yourself? I might have. At the crime scene that had it tested for DNA. So did he not flush? Not only did he make the mistake of taking a dump there, he just said, I'm just going to leave it? Maybe he knew these people and was like, screw you. <laughs> Practical joke. Yeah, funny. Well, if you're going to do that, then you just do it up in the lid. You don't actually do it in the toilet. <laughs> the sample was sent to the Ventura County Sheriff's Office Forensic Service Bureau for processing before being submitted to the combined DNA information system to see if there was a match with a known suspect. I love all these important people having to process and deal with a piece of crap. Literal poo. For just months. I wonder if it was a solid or... They show up to work in a suit every day and they're Mushy. filing paperwork over crap. Quote, most people don't assume or don't know that DNA can be obtained by other things besides hair and saliva. I'm pretty sure anyone could have known this. We look for any type of evidence that might be left behind. Like whether bee. it's smoked, cigarettes, or a can that may be left behind, we will analyze it. Or if you're dumb enough to take a dump, we're we'll analyzing that. that. Yeah, we're going to analyze it. Police got a DNA match on July 25th for Jensen, who they tracked down to his home in nearby Ventura. He was arrested three days later on suspicion of first-degree residential burglary. Suspicion of crapping in someone's house? A felony, without asking. according to the AP, his bail was set at 180 grand. There is Man, that's a, an expensive dump you took there, yeah. Jensen. Betty thinks twice about taking up Popskis. No, dude, he's not going to think twice. This guy <laughs> clearly can't control himself. When he has to go, no matter what's at risk, he's going. this guy's going. He gots to go. No control, this Jensen. Yeah, well, we know, guys. Hey, if we ever want to do that, attempt to rob a bank, just make sure we don't shice at the Oh, bank. yeah, let's take care of that beforehand. Do that. I don't like Please. going in public places, so I'll be okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but this wasn't a public place. This was someone's house. Who no, knows? They probably right. had it. It was a residential. And if you're burglarizing, no one it, probably, was there. And you're going to assume it's a you're nice by house. Yourself. It's yeah. a clean bathroom. Yeah. Part of me understands. Why would you not part of me, part of me really understands. So now rude. I, I bet he didn't it. wash his hands either. Nasty no, bastard. Probably not.
Last story I've got for you, Eric, and this is why I know you don't like him, but you should really adopt a cat. Oh, stop it. Because in the theme of burglaries, that cat might save you. Really? Really. That would-be burglar showed up to a house here on Finley Avenue determined to get in, not knowing that the family cat would be determined to keep him out. But I was shocked the first time he started growling. For our own protection, Cynthia Coots kept her cat named Binky in her arms during our interview. Binky ended up saving the day when a noise in the backyard near the garage got the attention of her owner sometime around midnight. So I go out and I check the garage over and didn't see nothing, so I shut the light out and locked the garage. Minutes later, a man started banging on Cynthia's front patio window, trying to convince her to let him in. I mean, he was beating and kicking, trying to tell me there were uh, men out to shoot him, kill him. He said, you got to let me in. Cynthia refused, and she says the man decided the window was his next move, a move that cost him dearly. Next thing I knew, his hand went through that thing, and then next thing I knew, Binky went after him. Binky launched another attack when he tried a second time to get in. Binky blew it up like a balloon and got him again. Metro police arrived and arrested Earl Scruggs for vandalism and residential entry. Officers had to call paramedics to treat the 41-year-old for his wounds from Binky. He ain't got no claws. He can only bite. And he has got some pretty sharp fangs. What? It's all right. At first, even Scruggs had a hard time convincing police officers that a cat was responsible for his injuries. On the crime beat, I'm Steve Jefferson. Dude, that lady was sheer gold. Oh, she was gold. Who knew Binky would be a badass? Binky. That's Did we you see a photo? Was it a jungle cat? Oh, you can see if you watch the video, courtesy of NBC News. No, it's just a regular big house cat. That's so funny. So you get like had a no dark claws, cat now? but had some sharp teeth, sharp fangs, not teeth. Yeah, fangs. sharp fangs. Excuse me. So you got to get like a sign, like beware of cat sign. Like people have the beware of dog. Mm -hmm. If you have like a crazy oh, yeah. binky ninja beware cat, of binky is what I would call the sign. Jeez, man, I'm, I'm still not interested whatsoever in getting a cat. Come on, you got a burglary. Binky's there. You can name it whatever you want. You don't have to be Binky. He's not going to have a Just get a furrable name. love ball to have by your side. It's going to be my no-name guard cat. I'm going to call it guard cat, and it's going to sit outside my front door. I'll feed him. I'll feed him. But if you give him some water. That hurts my heart. Eric. I'm not going to have a kitty litter living in my house. That sounds disgusting. A kitty litter. Isn't that You're what You're going to have is? a kitty litter living in your house. Or like having having litter of a cat just sitting litter, open. Cat litter, there. sure. Yeah, cat litter. But it's not like, it's just in your house. It's not like yeah, living in it's your house. Open. It's not like a living thing. Litter is not living. It doesn't have a pulse. Yeah, but it's DNA. Or a heartbeat. It, there's DNA in that litter. Well, the poop would be the DNA that is in the cat litter. That's what sure, I, and that's sure. what's that's the concerning part of okay. the whole thing. Yeah. No you don't want a cat pooping in a litter box in your house. No, because we've talked about this before. Then people just have their cat litter. You had a dog. Their crap you box. had a dog staying in your apartment and, and did the dog ever mess? Pooper pee. No, because we don't. I'm looking have, at both of you. No, there, there, there was a little bit of a situation at, at a point, but it was. Oh, a we mistake. had a situation, and, just and, like the Jersey Shore. And that's the problem, though, because these things happen. But with a cat, they're supposed to go inside. They're supposed to go there. Yes. The dog's not supposed to. At least the dog goes outside to use the bathroom. Yeah, the cat true. has a little corner in the house where he gets to crap, and it just sits there until you decide to take it out. Yeah. And every cat owner I know lets it sit 
for a couple of days, a couple of days too long, and then it's you don't have to be that owner. And then though. it's fumigating. You can go ahead and the house and the you apartment. can clean it every day. It's a miserable life every day. I don't want to clean kitty litter I'll every tell day. You what I've been to your apartment a couple times. You now are. You've got a beautiful coming to. You're out of your freaking gourd. I'm Son. just saying, girl, you, a woman's touch. In in the future here, right? In the future, let's say you're settling down, you're committing. Would you not have a cat live with you? Yeah. Let's say she wants to have the cat. If she wanted to I'm have just, a cat, I'm just hypothetical. She has her own place. Hypothetical here. It, thank God she has her own place. She can get a cat. I won't tell her no. Okay, so but if, if she, she's got a cat and she's living by herself, that's fine. But what when it comes to you two to live together, no, if she's you're going to say, no, honey, it's me or the cat. You know, Which at, one that, you pick at that point, it would be tough. It would be tough for me. But if we're already together and we're doing this thing and we are... We are we are all in one, and now she yeah, wants now to go not, get a cat. Now we're not all in one. There's no way I'm I'm, I'm going to sign so off on that. you will never have but a cat. But if she wants tomorrow, she wants to go get a cat for her own place. She can go do that. What about a rabbit? Um, that's just pointless. Why do I want to watch? Tell you what, I thought just that a rabbit a was pointless too. Isn't that like almost? Then animal my cruelty? sister adopted don't one. Add, don't this don't thing rabbits is adorable. deserve to just be bouncing around so in, the, cute. in the wild? They should instead of being caged up in your bedroom. They get run over and eaten a lot. I don't know. My gosh. That's it for this edition of Let's Get Weird. I hate with you. With Wolchuk episode 20. I'm telling you, whenever you decide to live with your lovey-dovey. Yeah, when that day comes. I hope she's got a cat. I, and I hope gosh, she brings I it over. I hope she does not. That's going to be bad news. We're going to move. Why do I want to punch you in the face so bad right now? To Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Two people that will punch each other in the face. Hopefully. Hopefully two weeks from now. Conor McGregor sat down with Ariel Helwani from MMA Fighting, and he talked a little bit about uh, some of the buildup to this fight and some of the things that are going on around it. Most notably, one that we talked about on the show. Conor McGregor wearing that C.J. Watson jersey, former Golden State Warrior player. Oh, yeah, In which Draymond Green then tweeted at him about wearing it and said, hey, we're team, we're team Floyd. And then Connor stepped up and punched him right in the freaking mouth. Oh, unbelievable. So Via Connor, social media. Yeah. Ariel Hawani asked Connor about that. He says, look, I'm a big basketball fan. I didn't even know about the ties between C.J. Watson and Floyd Mayweather. What the heck made you think about it? This will be cut three, Bab. Hit it. You know, psychological warfare, I am a master at it. At it so... I know things about people that they don't even know about themselves. <laughs> so that's it. We are just involved in a, in, in a crazy game. So that's it. He's tried to come out and play certain things with me, and I, I will play certain things back with him. That's just the nature of the business. Do you believe it has gone under your skin, you walking around with that jersey? Uh, what do you think? It's, it was the reason why. So, but look, it's a touchy subject, and that's why I didn't bring it up in, in on the world tour. I didn't feel the need. Now when he's trying to make certain remarks, it's... Look, it's a rootless business, and that's it. And, and I am a rootless individual inside this business, so that's it. How'd you get the jersey? We reached out to some people who reached out to some people, okay. and then the jersey showed up. Now, it showed up a little bit later than expected, but I didn't even... Actually, I didn't even engage in it. I had it, and I was there, and I wore it to, to train him one day. And then it ended up on some video or something, and the man... Draymond yeah, Green. some guy that wears the jersey yes. now reached out, and I was like, mate, I don't even know who the f- you are, I don't know anything about basketball. That's got to do with that. And then it just went everywhere. So I'd say that guy is f***ing sick. And I'd say Floyd was like, I'd say Floyd wanted to smack him as well. So whatever, it worked out good for me. He's a master of what he does. Dude, that is, he's playing it off so good too, but we all know that jersey was worn and ordered for a reason. Oh, yeah, and he, he noted it. He said, look, I know more about you than you know about yourself. It's, it's so all about great. that warfare leading up to the fight. 
He should wear that like when he comes down, like when he when, when he's he walking out. out. Yeah. When oh he wa- my he, gosh. Instead of wearing like a robe or whatever they wear, well, he's, he's gonna just, wear a Versace robe, which he's already worn to, to do a uh, media training session. But how good would that be if he gosh. wore the CJ oh, Watson that'd be great. jersey? That gosh, would be great. Dude, that would be such. A, that would just get in. I but think that has it run old by that point? Then because he's done it once. Has it lost? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I don't think so. But that, so. that's a fair point. He may be like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders never wears uh, the same suit twice. You know, CJ, he may not want to wear that CJ Watson thing twice. It's no. a one and done thing. One and done. Like, he's not going to wear the bleep you suit anymore, probably. Probably it's not. It's a one-time thing. He's just selling it for thousands of dollars. Uh, an incident happened. Tony, or what's his name? Polly, Polly Malinaggi, a former welterweight world boxing He sounds champion. like an Italian brother, so Poly I kind of Ma- like this Poly guy. Malinaggi. Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude. He's a former world champion. He flew to train with Connor in Vegas. Now, Polly Malinaggi had previously said some unkind things towards Conor McGregor. Conor brought him in to spar, and uh, it was pretty well known that Conor wanted him to fight him. Yeah, this was going to be some intense sparring. Well, because Conor needs like some as much real he boxing does. practice as he can get. He needs the real deal, and he's had referees there for the sparring, so he can learn, okay, that you can't do this, you can't do that, they're stepping in, anything illegal, they're letting Conor know, so he can know, hey, these are the differences. Well, Paul Malinaji, since he's left Conor's camp, has spoken negatively about the camp, about the living conditions. Uh, pictures have been released about Conor McGregor knocking, quote-unquote, Polly Malinaji out. Polly came back and said those are fraud pictures. It was a pushdown. It was not a knockout. There's been another war of words between the two through social media. So Conor talked about that when asked by Ariel Hawani. This will be cut four. He's a, he's a guy that's at the end of his career. The game, he, he, I, I get the feeling he feels the boxing game has betrayed him. Now he's at, he's, he, he's, he's retired, he's done, he was, I mean, I don't know what he expected coming in here after speaking what he was speaking. I mean, the things he was saying. And even still, I didn't disrespect him. I only released one picture. I didn't release no connecting to the face shots. I didn't release no footage of him getting slapped around because he got slapped around, Ariel. He got badly, badly slapped around. He was knocked down. He was, the ropes kept him up multiple times. He was badly concussed. The sparring partners that were in the house were worried about him that night, saying he's incoherent, he's stumbling. It wasn't, it didn't go good for him, so it is what it is. He was brought in, he knew exactly what he was being brought in for, a fight. You speak these things, you want to come in and try and answer to it and try and prove yourself, respect, because at the end of the day, respect to come in. Respect coming in and trying to answer to yourself. He did try his best, but he got his ass whooped, Ariel, and that's it. And he got his ego dented, and then off he went out the door. It, it, an exit presented itself for him, and he took it 100 mile an hour because he needed to get out of there. He couldn't continue, so. On, on we carry on with business. We are finding someone else in a couple of weeks, so it doesn't make no difference. So uh, that's Connor's clap back at Polly Malinaji. Now the two. I can listen to him talk all freaking day. Oh, of course, day, of man. course. Now Dana White then released a video of the knockdown. I did see this. Ariel watched it with Connor, and you can get Connor's play by play and thoughts of the video. Cut five, Bab. This is you. Uh, Dana White just put this on Instagram. This is you and Polly Malinaji. Uh, is yeah. that it? Mm-hmm. That's the moment. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Like, what was that? You think <laughs> I pushed him there? Does that look like a push? That did not look like a push. I mean, he was knocked down. And that's, that's actually doing him a favor because the, the, the shots before that where he was rattled and stumbled into the ropes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So him going on about all this, is I it? have not. I'm actually, it was, you... in my mind, it was concussion talk. You know when you're in there and your head rattles, you don't actually understand what's happened. You think a certain picture, or you think a certain situation happened, and it didn't. So, 
I don't know. He got his ass whooped, the poor boy. Gosh, that's so funny. Well, Pauly, I do love the idea, though, of McGregor just getting so frustrated with boxing that he just resorts back to his it. UFC, MMA, and just kicks him. Because well, I think Malinaji, that's what's going to happen in the real fight. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. For. You know what? I wouldn't be he shocked if to he hell did. with this, and he just kicks Floyd right in the face. Holly went on Ariel Hawani's show, The MMA Hour, and uh, said, quote, it became like a running joke in boxing. They had kind of, they had to kind of cover it up in some way, shape, or form. Cover what up? The video. Oh, the, okay. So nice job. Nice edit. It was nice. Hollywood edit. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was cute. But at the end of the day, every day, you start to see holes in his little story. How are you going to prepare to fight Floyd without your sparring? He doesn't want to look like the running joke of boxing, but he's making himself the running joke of boxing without even trying. If he stopped trying so hard and being the little engine that could and just trained and did his thing, none of this soap opera would even be up there. Have you heard anything from Floyd Mayweather's camp? Which we haven't. Then there's the speculation that Pauli Malinaji is kind of stirring this pot for a potential fight with Connor after the Floyd Mayweather fight. Does that seem realistic? Well, when asked That's about it. That's a hell of a ploy. When asked about it, Pauli Malinaji said, I don't know. It's not up to me right now. I'm focused on how he looks against Mayweather. If he looks like against Mayweather, I don't think anybody is going to want to see him box again. So first and foremost... We have to see what happens the 26th, how it happens the 26th as well. So not necessarily saying, no, I don't want to fight him. But he did say, look, when two guys have this kind of heated exchange through the media, either one, you fight each other, or two, nothing happens. But let bygones be bygones. We'll see. Connor went on uh, the last quote we've got I just don't think anybody him. wants to watch Polly Diamachi fight. I, I don't like, think but anyone will want to watch Connor McGregor fight. That's well, the thing. Yeah, that's fair. The final cut, this will be cut six. Uh, the thing everyone wants to know about, we've talked about it on the show a little bit, the whole 10-ounce gloves thing. I thought it was for sure they're fighting in 10-ounce gloves. We heard back in the Maymac tour, the audio that we talked about, the size of the ounces, it can be whatever you want. Connor said, whatever, dude, you care. You put all these stipulations in front of me. Now, apparently, the boxing commission, they're going to do a little hearing, and this fight might be reduced. They might go from 10 to 8-ounce gloves. Connor talked about that in cut six. Do you believe that they will mark it down to eight ounce gloves? I believe so. You do? Why? Why would he do this? Why would he agree to this? <sighs> it's backfired on him, I believe. I mean, originally, this is, these are all the stipulations that were put before me. The gloves must be 10 ounce. They can't be Mexican. They can't be horsehair. And I'm like, okay, I already agreed to it, but I put it in front of the public mindset, in front of the public, and, and then it must have dented his ego. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's it. He tried to tried to go, let's do the eight ounces. Now we're going to do the eight ounces. Great. I usually fight in four, so I actually don't give a f I didn't give a f originally because I accepted the stipulations. No Mexican, no horse hair, ten ounce, all that. So great. Eight ounce, great. You'll be asleep inside two. Inside two now? Inside mm. two. Eight ounce, inside two. Ten ounce, four? I believe so. I mean, it, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be humble. I'm not even giving... <laughs> He's going to be down in the first. He's going to be down in the first. And the only reason he won't be done in the first is because, or he may be done in the first, but the only reason that he may survive the first is because he has 10 seconds and there's no, there's no pounce. I can't pounce like I could in a mixed martial arts belt or a true belt. The forced round. I can't pounce. Guys, he's just being humble. There's no bounce. Give him a break. He's being humble. He's giving him two rounds, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's He's fair. giving him four if it's 10 ounces. Four tops. Tops.
Tell you what, if it does, if it gets outside of four, Connor knows as well as we all do, he's in a bit of trouble. Yeah, the longer it's not it going to outpoint Floyd. Yeah, so he he needs to have a knockout within the first four rounds. Eddie Alvarez recently came out and made that same comment. Like, look, the Max Kellermans of the world that don't think Connor's going to land a shot—that's stupid. Connor McGregor has tremendous hitting power, but if for some reason he's not able to finish this thing, he's probably going to lose. We know that. It's either going to be a McGregor KO or a Mayweather win by decision. Other UFC news: Daniel Cormier finally spoke for the first time After since being knocked out since he was concussed. Yeah, well, he still doesn't remember about 10 minutes of that fight. Of course. Uh, the question is, will DC retire now? Daniel Cormier said no. He's not ready to retire. He loves the competition, and he's not ruling out somewhere down the line a third fight between him and John Jones. He said he still would like to fight John again. He thinks he's got a shot. I'm sure he does think so. He'd love to get a shot at the money for it, but he ain't got a shot at the fight. So sad. Well, he ain't done yet. Sorry, DC. That does it for the UFC and Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather talk. We shift gears now to the movie news. I didn't see anything, so there won't be any uh You didn't see a reviews. movie this week? No, nope, didn't see a movie this week. Wow, you must be busy. Yeah, I was busy. I was busy working. Lots of worky work going down. No there time is some for the sad news, though. Uh, stunt doubles. A stunt double on the set of Deadpool 2 passed away. Died on the set. Whoa, dude. Doing a motorcycle stunt, and it was her fifth time doing the stunt. She, I guess, flew through a glass window, and due to her injuries, she passed away on the set of Deadpool 2. Jeez. Tom Cruise injured himself on the set of Mission Impossible 6 doing his stunt, jumping, I think it was from building to building. Yeah. He seemed limping away. Yeah, I saw that. I actually stunt. saw that video. That one, that one kind of made me laugh because Tom Cruise has always been the guy that wants to do his own stunts and stuff like that. So for him to kind of get banged up, it looks like he just like banged his shin on something. It wasn't, I don't think that big of a deal, but for someone to, for someone to die like that, that's not overly common, is it? No, I don't think so. Like, you that's don't not really something you hear about. Hear about. No, you don't. And it's like, I feel like these stunt double stuff, it's like, yeah, there are, it's risk, but I feel like it's always set up in a way that like you safe. shouldn't be. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be dying. We just don't want our star actor doing this. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's sad stuff. Dude. Horrific. Yeah, Deadpool it really is. Too, I really was looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing no, that. No, it's still happening. Is Ryan it Reynolds, yeah, it's still, yeah, it's not just gonna change. No, they're not gonna close. I mean, look, Fast and Furious Seven still happened, even though Paul Walker was a star of the film, died during filming. You know what? That's a it's great. It's gonna point. happen. It's they're, gonna no, they're happen. They're not gonna shut down and not the because it's no longer released. Because now I will say, how bad would the director feel though? Fifth time doing the stunt, succeeded the gotta first four bad. times. Gotta feel bad. Like, uh, no, but was one of those four, get it right. first four takes not no. good enough? How do you feel about the next double that comes in? Because the takes, the first four takes still oh, weren't no. good enough. Now we got to do a six and a seventh and an eight. I think you scrap that. Do either you just use the one, whole scene? Yeah, well, do can you still use one of those scenes now that you know she's passed away? Oh wow, yeah. That do you? I mean, do, do you, you put almost, that in the movie just to honor her? I think oh, you yeah, should. you can say that. It could be. I mean, I'm sure that they'll put that in the credits or probably like a R.I.P. thing at the end. I mean, that's heartbreaking. Gosh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it does. Do we have? Did Jonah Hill? Do we have any Jonah Hill stuff? There, yeah. Jonah Hill was in a forum. I think it was like a media thing. Yeah. And there it's was right. some audio know, of Jonah Hill. We, actually we can find it. it while Bab. I'll go through the top box office while Bab goes ahead and tries to find uh, Jonah Hill's comments. Because we have a bleep hole of the week here with we the do. Jonah Real big Hill bleep situation. Hole. Sometimes these media members can be just jerk. Annabelle Creation, the fourth installment of the Conjuring franchise. Conjuring Ew. 1, Conjuring 2. There was Annabelle. Now there's Annabelle Creation. I will say the Conjuring, the first Conjuring is like one of the last like scary movies I've seen. Yeah. That was like. Oh, so good. That ruined me, man. So and I, good. I, don't, I don't ever like, I got forced to watch the movie in the first place. Dude, the Conjuring is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, Annabelle Creation, 35 million comes in at number one. Dunkirk at 10. The Nut Job 2 
at 8.3. Dark Tower, 7.8. Girls Trip rounds out your top five. Coming out uh, this weekend, there's Logan Lucky, a movie with Eric's favorite male stripper. Yeah? Channing Tatum. CT. Mm. Is he my favorite? I don't know. I mean, he's I, I think there. Jason Taylor would be, but I don't think he's ever technically stripped. Well, not uh, not in a movie. Not in a movie. But I have. But been I think privy. Channing Tatum legitimately was like a Chippendales dancer. He did some kind of I, male I have entertainment that, like, before, before he, he got big. Like an actor or something. Yeah, he he's got, he knows what he's doing for sure. And the Hitman's Bodyguard. Those are the two uh, big. That looks interesting. New to releases. Me. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson and I think Ryan Gosling. Yeah, there's a handful of people in that movie, if I recall right. It might. It's either Ryan Gosling or. Uh, is it Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. I think Deadpool. it is Ryan Reynolds. I think it is Ryan Reynolds. Man, Ryan Reynolds is doing it big yeah. these days. He is. Ryan Reynolds is on all kinds of things. So there's your there's your box office. We've actually got now the audio of so this, the Bleep Hole of the Week. All right. So, yeah. So this is our first edition. Isn't this our first edition of Bleep Hole of the Week? I think it first is. First or second? We'll call it the first. We'll call it the first. So uh, I, I stumbled across this on Twitter. It's a short clip. Jonah Hill's just sitting there, I guess, just being asked questions by a handful of media members. And one media member became the Bleep Hole of the Week. But are you still considered the fat guy when you go to a party or anything? Because I run into that a whole lot. I'm, I'm the fat one. So does that, does, are you the fat guy in Hollywood still? Or, or is everybody like look at you and they're like, oh, wow, you know, this is great. Now you're healthy. Uh, do you have any other questions that are smart? I have a question. <laughs> I guess the person asking response. it was also fat, so felt that they can get away with saying that. Well, but. Like That's I don't know, I don't know if it works do. that way. I don't know if, if that if it works that way. It's still a, a terribly, terribly rude, yeah. rude question. Why would you ask that? I cannot fathom. I cannot fathom asking anyone in the world that, even by themselves in a one-on-one situation, Not let alone sure. with cameras, people. And Jonah Hill's response was just great. Yeah. Can we, any other? Yeah. Yeah. That are smart. Response. Any other questions that are smart? Hilarious. Well, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for uh, this week's episode 27. I think it's been good. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed myself. Hope you've had fun. I know you've probably enjoyed yourself. You're going to have to wake my girlfriend up now. She's Yeah, she's been snoring for the past 20 minutes. Of course she has. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. Producer Bad, big thank you to SMD Media, Susanna Deja. Make sure you hit us up. On our website, nosebleedseatsradio.com. We've got our Twitter handle, Instagram, all that good stuff. All of our shows are on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you like and subscribe to our page on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, whichever form you like to listen to us. Big thank you to the Diamond Broker as well and WBLZ Sports. Hands and hand pounds, everybody. Until next week, come poised. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.